Yeah, sure, track race it. Hello, hello, hello. It is the LTC from East Tennessee. It's not Monday, it's Thursday. The race happened four days ago, and we're just now getting to this because there was a lot to unravel, a lot to unpack. It is me, your boy, Cody, the host with the most. Damn, what's some energy, man? JKL, as always. Uh, Dalton Red Bush, hashtag send me AC. It is your leader. Your person who will prosper, the leader of the hashtag Parvgate, Matthew Parvin, is in the house, y'all. I don't know why you guessed up Parvgate like there's more than two people in it. But, uh, Shut go up. Off, go off. Let me do what I want to do, man. I gotta live. I gotta live. You know, I think the most crazy thing about this episode so far is the fact that Parv is even fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude can't show up to cookouts, can't show up to shows. Dude, I think this is the first time that Parv's been at the start of the episode literally since Daytona. He started off. Listen, Parv used to be like just the most like quiet, hated guy on the show. This season he comes in with some BDE. Um, if you don't know what that means, it's big dick energy. And uh I mean it works. Everybody loves him, everybody loved him, and then he just fucking disappeared. What happened to Parv? Parv, what happened to you, man? Do you even like NASCAR anymore? Well, he shaved his head, so that's one one thing. <laughs> Parv shaves his head three times a year. Like, I've already calculated that. <laughs> I, I, I get haircuts four times a year. It's 80 bucks a year, and it's great. I don't How can you do that to yourself, bro? Cody. What? Get a, get a I like style? Sunglasses, bro. Thanks, pal. Oh, man. those are good. I like those. They look really nice. Why is Dalton streaming from his closet? <laughs> <laughs> I asked him if he was in a hotel. What the hell's up with you, Dalton? What's going on? Uh, this kind of seems like a closet. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, so I'm having a little bit of AC trouble. Uh, so you this thought Sunday it would be, be cooler in the utility room? No, this is actually my mom's house. So uh, this Sunday will be two weeks since I've last had AC. Uh they were supposed to come fix it today, but they lied to me. So you just want I'm to fire them, them now. I, well, let me just say this. Let me just say this. I hate being a douchebag to companies when they don't do their job, but I'm not giving them another day after tomorrow. So if they don't fix our stuff by tomorrow, then uh, yeah, we can do about <laughs> I, it. You might have to bait me out of jail. <laughs> I hope. No, 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 no. I got an idea. I got an idea. I got an idea. Buy our merch. Raise some money in case you have to bait me out of the jail. Okay, nice. hard. Uh, shout this... out Miami. Um, thanks for coming. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jake. Oh, I was gonna say uh, you said Miami, and it threw me off a lot. And I realized <laughs> that was the person. Uh, just before this episode started, Dalton said he drove by where Parv worked <laughs> to see if he was there, and now he just said that you're gonna have to bail me out of jail if they don't fix my AC. Uh, um, oh. this comment right here. Uh, perfectly sums it up. <laughs> Straight jacket, bro. Straight jacket. I'm gonna admit you one day, Dalton. Just, just as a joke. Like, Everybody's no so confused. <laughs> Starting next season, when all the Eminem shit goes away, Dalton, nobody, you lose your identity when that room. Goes away. You know where's what? The I, I, where's the I have a Rattie Nation. 
I have a rowdy energy fly, but I got nothing to. I got. I don't have anything to like set it up with. I could put it in the background, but I can. I couldn't find just, anything. You're at your mom's house. It's fine. Just super glue it to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Unless she's got pants, I can borrow. What now? Unless she's got like those pins that you can like put on the wall. I don't know why, but I thought you said unless she's got pants, I can borrow, and it just no. added to him a sociopathic like behavior. Uh, no. Dalton replaced the age HVAC's tip with four locos. No, no. Uh, uh, so I got some Good news idea. about uh, Gateway that I'm going to announce at the end of the show. Um, Nick from Stock Car Spectacle said he does have a surprise for me. I said, Nick, I swear if it's a four loco. And the next thing he sends me in the group chat was a uh, gift of Homer Simpson uh, hiding behind the bush. So. Yeah, Are you going I'm, to I'm maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. I was just asking a question, but fuck me, right? I guess I'll never figure it out. Well, uh, read read the chat, man. Maybe you know. Bro, I can't read the text messages because I have a job and I work 10 hours today. So <laughs> I yeah, so do I, but I still take time to read. That means you don't work. <laughs> oh, Dude. I'm literally in a room all bro, by myself, so you're just like Kyle Bush's pit crew, always fucking up, bro. You just you just always at work, not doing. You job. mean Bubba Walls's pit? You mean Bubba Walls's pit crew? Because that's more accurate. I'm on team now. Team. It is. I'm on team chicken with this because I only check my phone twice during the day when I'm on break and when I get off work. Or if I check my phone more than twice a day, you're just an 80 year old man. And what? How old are you? 23, 22. Someone at work said I looked like I was 35. True, but I think how, <laughs> how old are you? I'm 21. Oh, really? I'm the youngest one here. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be brought to you by the Vintage Natty Light Can. Well, no, actually, I lied. It's not vintage. I'm actually just drinking a beer from 84. What about those glasses? <laughs> what? Do you let it marinate? Um, I don't know about them, Parv. Uh, we'll see. Maybe sometime this week we'll hear something about them. Hey, Cody. Um, Cody. Speaking of Saturday Delight, have you bought those uh, red, white, blue cans yet? I, they're not local at all yet. What? I've already been looking for them. Yeah, because I'm a big, big fan of that. When you find them, I want to try one. Please. I'll save you one, maybe, perhaps. What's good, Summer? Um, Red is somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's taking the night off. Sometimes change is good. Um... Oh man, Turnpike's putting in a uh, a bid against you for the leader of Rowdy Nation. Can Isn't he, he a William Byron fan? Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't think he's a William Byron fan these days. But... Uh, I listened to his podcast. He said he is. So Junior um... with the fire comment, honestly. <laughs> Literally, that's what is kind of the start of the show. Well, um, boys, it's Thursday. We haven't had a Thursday episode. I cannot tell you the last time we had a Thursday episode. This used to be normal. I know. This would have been our second episode of the week, but this year it is uh, the first episode of the week. Um, yeah, man. I definitely – I miss the Thursday not vibes because I feel like you know, we got through, like, the serious part of our, like, race reactions, and then we could just, like, go – Talk off. about news. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. So I figured since it is Thursday, we have a whole lot to unpack, right? This yeah. weekend was absolutely incredible. Dude. Um, I think all of us – I feel like Parv will agree to an extent, 
but for us three specifically it was very nostalgic um like i felt i cannot express how much on sunday night that i felt like a kid again um it was just nothing shy of just dude, like i smiled the entire five hours right at six hours of the whole race dude um, how could how could you not right it was beautiful but since we are doing this on Thursday and we actually get to cover stuff, right? We always have to just give like recaps and like the, the after effects. Uh, we actually get to cover some stuff before it happens. So I think um, it goes without being said, the number one story and the number one topic for today. Um, but, but before we do that, um, that's where we're from, dog. Of course, we're going to be at Bristol. Bristol is 20 minutes away from LTCHQ. Uh, we're all born is, and raised East Tennessee. The real question is Parv going. Parv doesn't have a choice, actually. Um, I've already threatened Parv. So Parv <laughs> is... Because I and you underestimate my stubbornness. Jacob knows. Um, I will show up in Murfreesboro, and Parv will not have a choice. No. Cody, I already lived there, so if you want me to, I could commit another. Uh, act, yeah, I I could do another uh, McDonald's massacre of '85 if I, if I have to. That, and you know what? I'm not gonna say this <laughs> on camera for you to do that, but I'm saying you do what you have to do, brother. Why? Why a massacre? Why not just par? <laughs> you because crazy. That fucker. way, that'll always be on par. That'll always be in his. Uh, <laughs> It'll be. Back of his mind. It'll get um, it'll get it'll get switched up though. And people are like guys started killing people because they put pickles on my Big Mac. That would actually be me or you, Cody, because they always guys. I'm sorry, but I saw an article about that McDonald's massacre, and I'm all about it now. I've been doing a lot of research. Did you ever look into Jonestown? Uh oh, the one. Yeah, no, I haven't yet. I need to though. Oh man, that, uh, that's wild. Yeah, that's a crazy. Uh, shit. Don't don't drink the Kool Aid. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. Um, so something crazy happened today. Um, Dalton has gone full sociopath. Yeah, uh, that's per usual. Um, <laughs> Chris Busher is not racing this weekend. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things to unpack in that statement alone. I mean, we're talking about a guy who is in contention for that 16th spot in points uh, for the playoffs. We're talking about a guy who could stink out a win. I mean, any given week. Um we got Zane Smith filling in for him, which is exciting. But Chris Busher is out because he has COVID. Um, wow, you, you go from you go from barrel rolling in the infield to uh, having COVID in one week. And you know, don't I appreciate your your expert analysis and your takeaway there. Um, I don't know if I could have worded that any better. Um, <laughs> I think that. It's like, I mean, obviously COVID is not as rampant as it was this time two years ago. Um, ideally, and hopefully we don't have any kind of like uh, pause in action for many drivers. But it is important to note that COVID is pretty contagious and there is probably a lot of close contact with other drivers. So, I mean, hopefully this is an isolated event. Um, obviously, like wish nothing but the best for Chris. Hope he, you know, just sticks it out and, you know, nothing more advanced than just minor symptoms occur. But do they still uh, test drivers? I I would say no, probably at this point. I, um, I'm starting to think he felt uh, symptoms and went to go get tested. 
Yeah, and I'd say that's what it was. Um, but I mean, it does like raise a little bit of concern of the fact that like those garages are full of a whole bunch of guys, right? So yeah. where did Chris get it? Was it already like spreading through NASCAR and he's just the first guy to show symptoms? Because a lot of people are asymptomatic. Um, it's been that way from the get-go. But hopefully this doesn't affect you know our season in any way whatsoever. Dear God, my mental standing cannot ever like handle another pandemic. Um, oh no. I just I don't I don't know that I'll make it through this one. Uh like by choice, like I will 100% just drive into a brick wall at full speed. I mean, and, we got monkeypox coming up, so. I mean that, yeah, but that one, like that's that, 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 over sens- that, that, over sensationalized already. Yeah, nothing's gonna happen with that. I, no. Yeah. What's What's kind of crazy is right now. I mean, obviously, well, I mean, we'll get into it later. But the Coke 600 was one one of the best races, if not the best races of the season. Uh, we're selling out tracks. Phoenix is sold out. Um, was Gateway sold out? Gateway sold out. Coca-Cola yep. 600 was sold out. Cody and I have been talking and expecting more races to s- sell out. Uh, so COVID, uh, a driver getting COVID right now is like the worst news possible because NASCAR is definitely on the rise again. I can't tell you the last time that I heard uh, multiple tracks selling out. Oh, It's, it's awesome to see again. It's kind of yeah, like back that- to the old days. Right, that's like just the last week has been so nostalgic for me, like NASCAR wise. Um, just always exciting to see. Um, but on the Chris Busher topic, uh, dude, I'm so excited for this episode because we actually get to like talk about just non race related stuff. Um, for the first half at least, Zane Smith, a proven winner in the truck series, is just making the leap, right? He is going to the he's going cup racing. What do you think the thought process was for RFK in, you know, reaching around, trying to find a guy? Obviously, Roush and Front Row, they have their their alliance, right? I mean, it's a, it's a given. Um, but what do you think the thought process was? Because there's a whole lot of Ford drivers to choose from. And also something to think about. Why couldn't Raleigh Herbst jump up and run it, right? So why do you think that Roush went with Zane? Um, Jacob, you go and then just rotate through. All right, so here's the deal. Zane Smith is one of the most, uh, I would say, expected people to be in the Final Four this year in the Truck Series. Had a great season so far. Um, I think exactly what you just said. I don't think there was any more reason uh, reasoning to it than this. Uh, Zane runs for front row. They have a alignment with RFK. I think that Brad probably looked, and, and Roush itself probably looked around and was like, okay, who do we got? And really, I, I know you just said this, so there's a lot of Ford drivers to choose from. Not really. Riley, yeah. I mean, maybe. But, I mean, who else runs Ford? Uh, Ryan Sieg, um, you know, which has his own endeavors. Uh, and then the truck series, you got people from uh, David Gillen Racing, Haley Deegan, people like that. I think that Zane was probably the only option. And I think it was a great option. It's gonna it's gonna definitely test his talent. So is JJ running this weekend for anybody in the cup? JJ. JJ Yaley. I don't know if he's running for anybody in the cup or not. Are, are well, you... I'm just I'm naming all the Fords right now. So we got JJ, we got Joe Graff Jr. who deserves a fucking cup rod. Um we got Kyle Sieg, we got David Starr, we got CJ McLaughlin. We got uh, 
Tanner Gray. Um, of course, like you said, Haley. I think just to throw that this idea out there, if Ryan Priest isn't running, why wouldn't Ryan Priest have been in that rod? And I know like the Stuart Haas Stuart deal, Haas. and I get that, but if he's not running anywhere else, what does it matter? I think it's just the the divide between uh, teams at that point. Yeah, they run the same manufacturer, but I don't think Riley's just going to step up and run a Roush car. But I kind of see what you're getting at, that, that Zane might be going to Roush at some point. And, yeah, he could be. But here's what I'm thinking. I agree with you, but here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that this is the beginning of Roush starting an Xfinity Series team. Uh, in the near future. Dalton, you're shaking your head. You're out of your fucking mind if you don't think Roush is going to start an Xfinity Series team. No, no, they said – you didn't read the comment, dude. Oh. <laughs> I, just, I just went blast on Dalton for shaking his Come head. On, Come on, Come on, You better agree you, bro. with me after that. <laughs> I wasn't reading the comment, man. I'm oh, come on, man. But, yeah, that's – I see what you're getting at. I do think Zane's going to be the pick. No. Uh, Dalton, you got anything to add? Can I be honest with you? I don't really have a comment on that. I mean, I don't really say it. Say you don't care. Say it. I just don't pay attention to like Zane Smith and the Ford deals and how all that goes. I mean, I mean, I'm glad for him. I mean, I'm glad he's getting the opportunity, but I just don't really have an idea of how that process would work. Parth. No, I think, I mean, you, had, you said you had front row and and Roush have, have their thing. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see just a truck guy just go straight from truck to cup. So, kind of been kind of like with the thought process, like, why not Xfinity to cup? But I think it's cool to see that this is happening, just a truck guy getting a cup cup experience already yeah and it kind of sucks like the circumstances like you never want to see somebody miss a week right i mean if they're yeah. missing a week it, unless it's like kyle bush's situation where trevor bain was on standby and it was like oh well he's about to have a kid so obviously like that's a good reason why to miss a race weekend um but you can't think of many other reasons that a driver misses that's good right um but i think it's cool zane smith um, obviously the dude knows how to drive, right? Like he's a proven winner. Um, I've kind of been on the Zane Smith wagon all season. Um, he's just good at what he does. I think seeing a truck guy go straight towards the cup, um, I may be mistaken, but I don't know that Zane has any, um, any Xfinity starts. Uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think that he does. I don't I think don't so. He does either. Man. If he did, it would have had to have been like 2018 or 2019, back when I just wasn't as active as I am today. Um, but I mean, what if he goes out there? Like, does this put Chris in like a hot seat situation? Given Zane's no. out there runs top five all day. I think Zane's going to struggle. I do, not because of his talent, but just because of this new car. Okay, no, uh, knowledge bomb here. So he did run for Junior in 2019. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not show I'm not so sure. Um, like his success, like I said, that was the the like period of my life where um I was anti NASCAR because Carl Edwards wasn't there. Um, I watched all like the the crown jewels still, kept up with points, but as far as like being able to tell you the guy who finished 25th, I couldn't tell you a name. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh. 
Let's see. Um, but yeah, shout out Zane Smith. I I could see him running top 15 all day. Um, that 17 car has shown speed all season, and it really has. Um, apart from struggles, you know, finishes might not show, but that car's ran well when it's on the track. Um, I think it's hard I, to argue. I mean, he's got gateway experience at least compared to all the other guys. And that is true. That I, that's a really good point to bring up. Um, some of these guys maybe have never ran gateway before. Um, and what Bob Hoggers released a list of people who have it. Um, he said it was mostly like what one of those uh 25th to 36 drivers. I, I know, uh, has Larson Alder- has Larson ran? I don't No, he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, uh, Chase, I, I didn't think so. It was Larson, Chase Elliott, uh, all the Rick Ware racing cars, Chris Busher. Well, doesn't matter anymore, obviously. Uh, and <laughs> misses out again. And so far, I think that's all I got. Yeah. So I mean, the I think the experience at a track like Gateway, oh, and Bowman, Alex Bowman. Yeah. So I think the track experience at a at a place like Gateway certainly like will provide a benefit. I don't think that Zane Smith is going to be like a guy to bet on by any means, but I definitely yeah. think that he'll run top fifteen. Um, let's catch up on some of these comments. Uh, on this topic. Noah Gragson is going to the three car. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It all just makes too much sense. Austin Dillon is stepping into the businessman role. Austin Dillon, I talked about this last night on the Fan Fuel podcast. Um, Austin Dillon is the guy who put together the Jeffrey Earnhardt deal, getting Larry Mack there, Jeffrey Earnhardt running the three. That was all Austin Dillon. He's the one who made every move. Um, he went to Richard about it and like Richard talked about this, uh, pre-race. He gave the story. He went to Richard and was like, Hey, this would be a good idea. And he's like, well, if you can get it done, do it. And Austin Dillon put it together. He runs his PBR team. He has a reality show coming. I think Austin Dillon, I mean, he's had a hell of a season, arguably the best season of his career so far, minus he hasn't gotten a win yet. And he's had wins before. But as far as consistency goes, this has been a pretty good Austin Dillon season. Uh, He's got three top fives, which those have been second and third place finishes. Um, He would have won the Coke 600, which we'll get into that later. He had, dude, he would have won that race. That was his race. Um, Thought he was going to. I thought he was going to. Me too. But here's my thought process. Here's my outlook on it all. So, and the other news from earlier today kind of feeds into all of this. So, we have Hendrick Motorsports going down to the Xfinity Series. Sure, you know, Junior's already fielding that extra car for all the Hendrick guys throughout the season, but Hendrick is adding another one, right? Which is ironic. I think, based on last week's Dell Junior download with the discussion with Denny, I think Junior... Once more charters open up and NASCAR creates an actual profitable business model for their owners, Junior's moving up to the cup. He is interested in it, and you can tell. JRM is absolutely lights out this season. They have it figured out. They have the best team in the Xfinity Series every single week. Um, As an organization, he's got it figured out. I think Junior has already expressed the fact that he's interested in moving up. I think Rick Hendricks sees that. Rick Hendricks wanting to start solidifying himself a team down in the Xfinity Series as a feeder. Um, Obviously, he's got talent locked up through 2027 at this point. But anything can happen at any point. You always need a guy, you know, standing on the back burner. Um, Hendrick could turn out to be kind of like a, uh, I hate to say it, but it's funny to you. It's like the pimp 
for the Xfinity series. Like, you know, cup teams are buying his drivers from him. Makes a lot of sense. There's revenue. Um, but I think the logical move is that Hendricks going to the Xfinity series, starting his team. Junior's moving up. Junior is telling Noah, stick around for a little bit and you'll have a ride. And I think that ride is going to be the three car. The sponsors just cross right over. There is no new schemes for the three car, if you think about it, because Noah already has Black Rifle and um, Bass Pro Shops. So like he just he flows right into that car. I think Austin Dillon gives us a, a year after this one. He'll hang it up, become the businessman, and start running RCR. Noah Gragson did the three book it today. So I don't think that that will happen as much as I love the idea. I don't think Noah's going to move into the three. I don't think Austin Dillon's going to retire. No. I think Austin Dillon's staying in that three car. Yeah, I just I, – I would love to see Noah run that three car. It makes I the can't, most sense. I can't see Tyler Reddick leaving. Tyler's too – I mean, well, I say he's loyal. He dipped from JRM. But I think that that shows <laughs> – I think that that shows – Right, but I'd say that that came with a lot more of Junior's blessing than we probably realize. Um, why would Junior have any animosity towards RCR? Oh, he doesn't have any animosity towards RCR. I just don't see it happening. I don't think Junior is going to bite the bullet on the whole team yet. I, you said you listened to the Dell Junior and Denny talk. Did and I'm just asking this because maybe I just missed something. Did did something give you the impression that Junior was like? interested yeah he's i mean in he's the been interested yeah. he's been interested yeah and that's been like relatively common knowledge he just said that everything's not there for him yet and he's wait he to paraphrase he's waiting for the tv deal to come out and he's waiting for nascar to create a business model to where owning a team is profitable oh okay all right so like like the purses being released today where the purses were actually pretty decent for Gateway. Well, I not of, I mean, not only that, but Portland and I, so Denny talked about the clash um in that download. Yeah, I heard that part. And he talked about the fact that when they went to the clash, they made ninety thousand dollars. That was their their check for going out there for both of his cars. That was not including labor and time and gas, but also $65,000 in vehicle damage. Yeah. And, um, and they also said, what was it? What was it he said? He said that it was cheaper to run two cars, which I had heard that before. It's cheaper to run two teams than it is to run one now, which is nuts. It's kind of crazy to think about. Sponsor revenue um, always comes into, into consideration. Obviously, I mean, with Denny, you know, if he's taken that big of a loss, not only is Kurt Busch like a favored guy, um, but Bubba Wallace is probably the most marketable NASCAR driver out there right now, right? Um, Denny has a billion-dollar company behind him in the Jordan brand and Nike. That's a lot of money. Monster is one of the biggest sponsors in the sport. Columbia is clearly forking over a lot of money, and DoorDash is clearly all in on NASCAR based on the fact that they're like the primary so often. Um, You also have Wheaties, Root, Insurance. I don't know, like those deals, they don't sponsor as many races. But I mean, if Denny is bringing in the sponsorship that he's bringing in for 2311 and making that minuscule of amount, can you imagine what like Spire is going through with Corey LaJoy? 
Or, oh, I mean, yeah. even yeah. like, you know, I'm sure Yahoo's probably throwing in some serious cash towards Joe Gibbs, but they are. The, is the 20 car as valuable marketing wise as the 23 is? Probably not. No. Um, so if Denny's struggling financially in that way with Bubba Wallace as one of his drivers, can you imagine like Smithfield bacon? There's no way that Smithfield is paying more than DoorDash, right? No, Lord, no. Well, the thing, I guess, I guess what I was trying to say is, is like, I got the impression that Junior was not at all interested at the moment. That was what I got from it. Today, no. But with the TV deal that's coming in the next couple of years, he he indicated, at least in my understanding, that he is most likely going cup racing. Hmm. That means that that has to mean something good. Maybe I missed that. I don't know. I, that's why I was just asking because I, I didn't. I guess I didn't hear that. Dalton showing off for girly guns tonight. <laughs> showing off the girly guns. <laughs> what up, Papa Good? But yeah, I so finally that's my, go ahead. I finally tried his wings, or no, not his wings, his ribs last Sunday. Pretty good, huh? Dude, I so disappointed I didn't eat those earlier. They're good. I got Cody. I got Papa Good ribs before Dalton did. I was getting ready to say Cody got ribs before Dalton. <laughs> yeah. I actually have cool. to ask Dad a question while he's on here. Was the ribs you had, was that uh pork or was it uh beef? I feel like Papa Good don't make no beef ribs. I, I, I think you'd be surprised. I don't know. There's no way Papa Good was smoking beef ribs. Dad, 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 type in the comments. What kind of ribs were they? Hey, yo. I told you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, pork. Pork ribs. Papa Good is just way too cultured to, to smoke some beef. Uh, um, TV oh, he, deal. he had a birthday, by the way. So happy late birthday to Papa Good, everyone. When was his birthday? Uh, it was last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. Ah, I had no idea. Happy late birthday, Papa. Good. Happy late, Happy birthday. late birthday. Um, TV deal. Yeah, I'd say Fox is probably not coming back just due to the lack of interest that they seem to be showing in their broadcast effort. <laughs> no, I hope but, not. But, but the Coke 600 coverage was, was incredibly good. And yeah, and I'll, I agree. I agree. But um, you can't like shit in the same spot every single day and then just like skip that spot and say you don't shit there you know what i mean so at nine times out of ten it's awful uh but kudos to them for helping that nostalgic feeling so i guess um am i missing anything else news wise throughout this week uh jeremy mayfield was on the dell jr oh yeah can we please talk about that we're doing a dell jr download recap episode (laughs) yeah we we have to do it like a special episode on the Jerry Mayfield thing. Well, you want okay. me to be honest with you? I don't even care anymore. I don't want to do one. I'll be straight up. There really? Will be, I, as long as I'm here, if we do a Jeremy Mayfield episode, I will not come on. Because here's the thing. I don't believe him. And I know he doesn't give a shit. And like Jeremy's like a great uh, like a great memory for me. Like I love Jeremy Mayfield when he was in NASCAR. But I just have such a hard time believing it. Can't can I just say I think Brian France is out to get him? Why? Okay, but why? I, that's my question. This is the question I will ask anybody that sits, stands up. Okay, why? Why is Brian France out to get him? Well, I mean, because he, he mentioned about when they went to court, because like Brian pretty much already had a uh, problem with Jerry Mayfield because of the whole Ray Abraham, Aaron Crocker thing. 
Um, now, now, I think he was right about that. Now I do think he yeah. had a point there. Yeah. I don't but, think he, I don't think I mean he was caught. Like he was caught with the shit. You know what I mean? Like at well, that point, well, you just gotta own up. Like they got they got meth out my vault and I didn't even he, know. He, here's what I gathered. Was. Here's here's what I gathered. So Brian already had a problem with Jeremy about you know him calling out owners. And they were talking about Black flagging him for no reason at Indianapolis, which that won't be until part two, until we get more details on that. Um, and he also talked about how Brian's ex uh, said, I'll be a witness for you in this trial, because uh, I think she had something on Brian that we didn't know either. And what else? Oh, oh yeah, so, I mean, they go to his house, and he admitted that he stole, like, that plate they were looking for, like, without even knowing. Uh, but... How do you steal something okay. without knowing? Yeah, I bro, accidentally took this off of somebody else's well, property. And, 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 and another thing I want to say, another thing I want to say, I feel like if he was actually doing meth, I feel like he'd be in a lot worse shape than he already is right now. Like, I mean, you could see all these people in their mugshots and how, like, when they get caught with meth, they'll like after fifteen look, years of meth use. Yes. Um. So let me. Um. It's Cody educational time. You ready? <laughs> All Meth right. is way more casual than you even realize. I guarantee you, as insane as I sound, you know someone right now who recreationally uses meth the way that other people drink, and you have no idea about it. And I've seen it firsthand. I can speak from absolute experience. You have no idea that people are on meth until they are very bad off on it. I mean, I'm talking like habitual use. But people who casually and recreationally use meth, you have no idea. Also, genuinely, too, they put the shit in other drugs now, like cocaine's laced with meth. I mean, there's, it's kind of like the whole fentanyl craze, like a couple, like a few months back. Meth is in a lot of shit. They put meth in there because it's so highly addictive, gets you addicted I, to the shit. I do agree with you because, like, you know how when you like buy Claritin at the drugstore, Walmart, or whatever, and they have to see your ID. That's that's the reason why I know that razor um, blades. If you go to buy razor blades at a grocery store, it's behind the counter. Has anybody ever wondered that it's behind they, the counter? They keep them like a safe, like, you know how like at the electronic section at Walmart where they like lock stuff in. That's kind of the same thing with razor blades too. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. People but, are smoking the razor blades. Don't, <laughs> is there, do you have any more on that? Um, I feel like it did, but then Cody had to educate me a little bit. But I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, with the way Brian is, it it just seemed like to me after listening to part one that Brian France was more garbage than we all thought he was. I, I it's it's just his ex wife wanting to side with Jeremy is what's giving me a little bit of speculation. Why would she not want to side with somebody though? And I'm not. I'm playing like devil's advocate here, right? I'm still neutral on the whole issue. I think the NASCAR failed Jeremy by not helping him get as much help as he probably needed. Um, I'm a firm believer that Jeremy Mayfield definitely used meth. Um, and sure, like, you could say, what was Adderall? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and maybe that was the case during the first mishap, but when he was arrested the second time on his property, they found meth on his property. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The France family is rich, right? There's no argument or debating <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they were like, hey, this guy is stealing a bunch of stuff. Also, can you plant meth on him? I don't think that was the outcome in the least bit. Maybe it was Adderall the first time. The second time, though, it was definitely meth. Um, obviously, cops have been known in history to plant drugs on people. Um, 
but I just I, I think that Jeremy Mayfield was using meth for fun. Everybody has their vice, right? Everybody in some form. Parv's addicted to his fucking phone right now. Um, you know, everybody has their own vice. Uh, but and Jeremy's just so happened to be meth. It is what it is. Where I am so desensitized to meth use, and we all should be based on where we're from, right? It is a common drug where we are from. Meth and opioids. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's nothing that's insane yeah. or special to us. We make meth jokes all the time because of how desensitized we are to it. It is normal. So, Jeremy, so what? He was on fucking meth. Just admit it. Right? Oh. So, well, so, one, real quick. One more thing I want to say. One more thing I want to say before y'all move on. Like, just to recap it all. I mean, Brian Prince was literally furious when he got found, uh, or well, when they gave him his uh, license back and they lifted his suspension. I just feel like that makes me think he wanted to go after him. I mean, I just I could I can't stand Brian France. I mean, he's done a lot of bad things for the sport, and him getting arrested for DUI and oxycodone possession uh, really sent me over the hill. It's just I'm just saying you got to understand the kind of guy Brian France was. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. That that comment right there that Junior just posted up. Jeremy Mayfield and Tim Richmond have to be the two names to be fucked over by NASCAR. So oh, Junior. Yeah. I, if we're talking about the same thing and you're talking about Tim getting released from NASCAR because of AIDS, terrible. It's terrible what happened to Tim. I hope that's what you're talking about. But I feel like that Tim did more to fuck himself over than NASCAR did to mess him over. That's just my personal opinion. Because he did hide Actually, it. We did, we did a whole episode on it. Like, really. I agree with you. After doing the episodes, yeah. Yeah, I, and, and I, I think the same thing. My problem with the whole Jeremy fiasco, and I think Cody and I are going to agree on this, is that there's like a hill of evidence that's against him more than for him. It's right. just a hill. And it's just right. And it seems to be more so like in a, a lack of accountability. And sure, I could be totally wrong. And I will gladly like eat my words if it comes out at the end of the day, which it never will, that Jeremy Mayfield this whole time has been innocent. But I just don't – I mean, sure, he shit-talked the owners, right? Why would NASCAR have su- – or specifically the France family, why would they have such a vendetta against one man to the point to where they ruin his entire life and derail his entire career, well, kill his public perception, all because he said something mean about them? Well, you remember when they were giving out secret fines like Denny Hamlin in 2013? All he did was just call the Gen 6 a work in progress. I mean, he didn't say it sucked. He didn't criticize anybody. He just gave his opinion, and very next week he gets fined. So, and that was under the Brian France era. Okay, yeah. Did he get fined for saying that, or did he get fined for something else? No, he got fined for saying that. Okay, and Junior lost the the championship because he said uh, shit Shit. on live TV. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, sure, that happens, but they didn't plant meth on Dell Del Jr. <laughs> like they didn't they didn't put cocaine in Denny Hamlin's pocket. That's like a total next next level like, Right, yeah. But, that's, yeah. but yeah, that's do like, you think they're actually gonna like plant meth on Dell Jr.'s house? Like, come on. I mean, Jeremy Mayfield, to be fair, Jeremy Mayfield was like going to be the the next big name in NASCAR. There's no arguing that. Jeremy Mayfield could drive a damn car. Um, I just think Jeremy was just, and I think, I mean, it's okay. He was just a troubled guy. Yeah. And he, like, he took routes that maybe I wouldn't take or you wouldn't take. 
But I think that the reason why Jeremy took all of these routes is because there is just a clear lack of accountability on Jeremy's behalf. And that's the reason I said I wouldn't like I don't like I want to interview Jeremy, but I wouldn't interview him because of that. Like I no, I would just want to talk. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, want to argue talk. with him. Yeah, no. just let's talk about Pocono, right? Yeah, let's um, talk about things that. like that. Yeah, it would be cool to talk to Jeremy, but I definitely don't want to talk about any of his controversies because I just think the guy can't admit that he did meth, and I, I think that's just literally. And I, I sound awful, but that's just like. Sign sealed delivered. Jeremy Mayfield probably did meth, didn't fess up to it. And he's what was it he said in the download? NASCAR said that I would be able to come back if I paid legal fees and admitted to it and made like a public statement that I did meth. And I mean, like his perception's already shit on. He'd probably be a lot more likable and defendable if he was, yeah, I'm an addict. I had a problem. Here I am today, right? You're going to get embraced a whole lot more than just denying it. Well, Cody, what about this before we move on? I thought I saw a report a long time ago. I can't remember where this was from. I thought a doctor said that if he would have taken the amount of meth that he claimed to have taken, he would have been dead. Right, and that was in Jeremy's um, – that was in the episode where he kind of talked about um, how the the lab testing that was testing him – was a biased source and whatnot. And I'm sure, like I said, there's a lot of like ifs, ands, or buts throughout this entire case. And that's why it is still like down the middle. Nobody really knows what side. You just have to take what this guy says or that guy says. And just me, like from a observer, no stakes in the whole thing, from what I have seen and heard, I'm usually a pretty good judge of character for the most part. And literally the whole time I listened to Jeremy talk, I was like, this guy's just full of shit genuinely yeah i thought the same thing and that's and it's so sad because i like i love jeremy man dude i, love, I was stoked I for this episode yeah. yeah because i fully went into this episode expecting to be like i knew he was innocent because on up until listening i was on the side that jeremy got screwed over on up until i listened to the dell jr download this morning i thought that jeremy mayfield was innocent after hearing him talk to me he incriminated himself well i was on the opposite before i listened to really so yeah yeah, so I, we both just like crossed. I didn't pretty change. much. I've, I've just always thought look, there's so many podcasts that he's done. He has a whole documentary out, by the way. It's called J2. If you guys mm-hmm. want to go watch that, uh, I watched J2, I don't know, a couple years ago and watched it. And at the end of it, I was like, so where's the proof that you didn't do it? Right. In, in his position, I mean, if we're going like through a formal debate, um, he's the guy with the burden of proof, right? He's got yeah. to prove his innocence. And that was the first time, like your reaction, I expected to watch that documentary and come out with like, oh, NASCAR fucked this guy over. Yeah. But yeah. when I come out, I was like, I don't think NASCAR fucked this guy over. I, right. I mean, it's like I said, it. it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Everybody has their vice. For me, I like alcohol and I can go way too far into alcohol. I can admit that. Um, Dalton is bad on rowdy. Parv is bad on Pornhub. Jacob, you're bad, <laughs> you're bad for Ford. Um, we all have our vices, but when it boils down to it, we can all admit it, right? Like we all have problems, and it's I'm bad on pizza too. 
Dude, I'm. You can tell by my belly that I'm bad on pizza. Well, Parv's I'm, face is so fucking like it all. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I would give, love a redo myself. You um, give you give Dalton Rowdy, you give Jacob four, and you give me a porn side. Yeah, that's you, fine. You hey, what's up, Mama Cody? Hey, Debbie. Hey. Um, do you think Junior is pissed, like knowing that he lost the championship because he said shit? And Dude, now, oh, he now, is. And he now is. Pull, I would pull still up be interview. bitter. He's like, if you pull up interviews with drivers now, and they're like, you fucking hack. And they're just saying it on yeah. well, no Do you remember when, when Noah Gregson dropped the F bomb after Texas during the Xfinity race? And he he never got fined or not points. And Jerry tweeted about how mad he was that he didn't get punched what for that either. What blows my mind is that out of anybody out there every single week, you find Junior for what he says, right? Like the surefire way to just piss off your fan base. Um, Dalton, this is for you. Uh, oh, that's a BFC on crack right there. I'll I'll throw the B. Hold on, wait, wait, man. Yeah, I, I can't do it because I'm on the phone. So you have to do it for me. Take that has ever been said on this fucking podcast. As a appreciate you doing Bush that. Yeah, as a non-Kyle Bush guy, but a avid energy drink drinker, Rowdy's a pretty solid energy drink, bro. What's your favorite flavor? Um, what the kiwi one? Really? Yeah. What Wait, is kiwi? It a raspberry kiwi or raspberry lime? Is that what it is? No, there's a, okay. There's a blue raspberry. There's just a plain lime. The uh, lime. The lime. I have not tried lime yet. Yeah, that one. Cherry limeade and blue raspberry are my two favorites right now. Okay, and the more so I drink it's the blue- cherry limeade. That's the one I was talking about then. Oh, cherry. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But the blue raspberry. Every time I drink that, it just gets better and better and better. My favorite flavor is uh, one time champ. I really like that one. Come out in 2019, kissing the bows, wondering. <laughs> uh, I was gonna You're lucky I'm at my mom's house right now, huh? dude. <laughs> I I hope I do, but I just don't think I'm gonna get that lucky. There's no way that there is another Al Bush fan on this planet bigger than you are. And that's just fact of the matter. I know. I'll, I'll tell you what, Dalton. If you don't win that, I will hate tweet at them every single day from my <laughs> at, at M&M's? Yeah. I give you full permission. Yeah. I, I feel like they got it every it. single day. Yeah. I'll start a fucking trend of just like do it for Dalton. Um Dude, because people like that this this comment is true, Dalton. Well, to be fair, my camera comment sucks, so but yeah. I guess from that's one good on, thing about my yeah. From now on, so bring up the stream on your screen, but then just set your phone down because this is a lot better. Is my mic uh, better than this? or Actually, this mic that you're using right now is 10 times better than the one you normally use. Oh, really? Okay. Your quality like is a 10 right now where it's normally like a 6.8. I guess that's one good thing about my AC not working, so. Uh, Firmly just disagree with this. Well, Turnpike told me he's the king of BFTs, so or bad opinions. So yeah, I I'm never trust a turnpike. He's worse than Colton. No, Colton's all right, but dude, Colton is incredible. We need to get Colton on the show. Uh we're gonna have I can to try to work... tell you. Well, no, I know, but his work schedule just does not work with our start time. Um, That's true. We would have to go live at like 6 p.m. for Colton to be able to stick around. I mean, it's summertime, we should be able to. 
Um, but yeah, send all the Pocono. Wait, what? <laughs> jobs don't stop in the like, summer. Like you get summer, summer break? From what kind of job do you have, Dalton? <laughs> no wonder you can text in the group chat during the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's start a hashtag. Send Dalton the Pocono. Dude, I'll do it. I'll. St- you know what? I no. Can we please just enjoy a summer? Dude, it's bad here. It, it, it's June. Yeah, it's this been like, really hot here as well. This is like August heat right here in June. I don't think Parv's going to survive at the Tux at, in Nashville. Parv's one million percent dying. Yeah, There's I'm just gonna, no, I, no debate about it. If Nashville does not let people take in coolers this year, Parv, you have full permission to uh, Jacob, I do have bad news. They're not. <laughs> Is it is it confirmed? I saw something about it. Uh, okay, so here's the weird thing. Here's the weird thing. You can bring outside sodas and waters, but you can't bring a cooler in. Bro. I have a gun question. How do you spell And I and I can't confirm. Anybody know? I can't confirm from Dakota. He actually uh, emailed the guy. What is it? What is it? Oh, thank you. Thank you. I thought that was right, but I wasn't sure. Eminem's Pocono. M&M's you up, baby? What the shit is this? Uh, have fun at Nashville for the suck fest. So they're not letting people bring in. They're not letting people bring in coolers again. No, no, that, that was confirmed like a week and a half ago. I, though. I saw like a. I, I thought it was a rumor. They're actually no. going to do that again. As yeah, much yeah. Like D- everybody Dakota else. actually. Dakota and Ian both actually emailed the guys and they told them the same answer. Which is insane because it's SMI and yeah. SMI lets us take them in everywhere else. Yeah, and so, you expect like with the new management that they would let us listen um this is a message for marcus smith um left turn colt cody here uh dude beer is expensive and inflation is eating at our pockets i'm having a drink <laughs> natty lot brother you're you're a multi-millionaire just let us bring in coolers okay okay Thank do you, you think it's do you think it's something to do with the bars in nashville they want people to go to the bars after the race because i mean obviously that's something that i would think about it's got to be something with that I don't think so. Um, so I'm going to read an official statement. Um, our our loyal viewer, our loyal viewer, my homeboy sent it in. So, um, I have not been, I'm not going to give anybody's name or anything, but I've not been here long, but I know our cooler policy is not our most popular one. Coolers and alcoholic beverages are still not allowed in this year. However, however, you are able to bring in outside waters and other non-alcoholic drinks. Yeah. We are also adding complimentary water refill stations throughout this year to help cut down on lines at concessions and allow you to save some money from purchasing additional waters. You can always exit and re-enter if you need to go to your car to grab any drinks from your cooler. I do apologize for your less than ideal experience and hope you will consider joining us again to see all of the improvements we have made from year one to year two. Thanks. So, okay. So, okay. Hold up. Just hold miss up, the up. fucking race. Walk out to your car and bring in some beer. Yeah, bro. That is insane, man. Okay. Let me ask this. If I walk up to Nashville coming up here this year and I just have my arms completely full of bottled water and I've just exactly. Can they stop me? Like, are they going no. to be able to stop me? Because that's no, not in their rules. You, no, because you're allowed to bring in your own water or non-alcoholic beverages. So you, so you could bring some Coke Zeros in with you, too. Yeah. That's what that's beer. my point is. That's my point. So why can't you bring in outside drinks, but you can't bring your cooler in to carry everything? 
Parv, your tux is going to have pockets confirmed, uh, and we're just going to stuff your <laughs> First off, what can. frustrates me the most, though, is that they say we are going to have complimentary water filler re water refiller stations so you don't have to wait in long lines. Why don't they just say we're going to have these because last year we ran out of fucking water by stage two? <laughs> Why can't we just be truthful about it? That place ran out of bottled water before the second stage. Yet they were out of beer too before the second stage. It's almost like if you stop people from bringing in their own drinks, sure, people are going to buy a shit ton, but they're not going to buy that happily. I'm going to be livid that I have to buy a water so I don't die versus... And then imagine it's like, well, I, I couldn't bring in my cooler. My water is hot as shit. I'm going to go and get a nice cold water. Sorry, sir, we're sold out of water because we didn't allow anybody to bring any in. That's just nuts. And the fact that he, that they said in the email, they were like, we know this isn't their most popular rule. Dude, yeah, no yeah. shit. No and it's shit. Not like it's saving lives, right? If people are pissed off that they can't take guns into a sporting event, suck it up. Like you're you're you don't need that to survive watching a hockey game, right? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, everybody's just mad because we don't let them bring in cold water. I don't, I don't get the deal. Like what are well, you what are you doing? It's worth noting that the guy that Dakota emailed, uh, he, he's obviously not in charge of that. I'm sure he agrees with us. Oh, but fair. yeah, but it's that's same a terrible. Time. Yeah, I'd like to know like that statement is poorly written. Um, it sounds condescending. It acknowledges their fuck up. And like, that's mistake number one. A company does not need to acknowledge their fuck up with a shitty solution, right? Well, just also, back it up. Be like, that's our rule. Don't say, I understand you don't like it. Not many people do. Cause that is going to piss you off even more. Cause you're like, duh. Well, also too, can I just point this out? All right. For instance, Bristol, right? Okay. We go to Bristol, we bring in coolers. Bristol allows in coolers. How many times when we're at Bristol do we end up walking to the concession stand anyways, even though we brought shit in? I do it. You're out of your mind, Dalton. There's people getting out and walking down the thing. You don't, uh, look, you, I'll never, be, you never went and bought a pizza. Dalton, but Dalton no. doesn't get trashed during a race. If Dalton Dude. was drinking the way we drink, hell yeah, Dalton's going and getting a no, listen, listen, as well. Listen, if, I don't know if Dad left the chat yet, but you can ask him this. Every time him and I go to race together, like I never want anything. He, I remember when I was little, he would always offer me like a bag of M and M's or crackers or a drink or whatever. And I'm just so focused on watching the race. I'm like, no, just get, get that away from me. Get that away. I, I, I'm, You're just a different way. breed. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, but ask the wrong person. Yeah. Parv, how many times yeah. you make a trip? You don't drink. Parv doesn't really drink. Part of I, I go mean, quite a couple. I go quite a few times. <laughs> quite a few times, right? Even right. You're, they're still making money. I mean, they're charging eight dollars for some fucking chicken nuggets and some fries. You know what I mean? And it's not even like a big portion. You go down there and you get your shit and you come back. Stopping coolers from coming into Nashville is doing nothing but causing a fucking problem. Guaranteed. Yep. Guaranteed. They run out again. I'm putting money on it. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I mean, Bristol, they do have their vending machines, but they also allow you to bring in your own drinks, too, though. Um, I'm sure those water refill machines will run out, too. I'm not even if I highly, and it's like not even going to be good water either. No, it's going to be fucking Dasani. <laughs> no, you know, like, I saw a tweet the other day, and it was so funny. It said that Dasani tastes like hot 
um water gun water oh my god <laughs> uh, deer deer park water tastes like deer piss you're out of your mind bro deer park water is the shit no it's not yeah walmart is. branded wall uh, water is top tier what the fuck <laughs> um any water is good water when you're dehydrating in the mid-summer, middle Tennessee sun. Well, that's what I'm saying. And how many laps is the Nashville race? Do we know offhand? 300. It? So it's 300 laps. How big is Nashville? Dalton. 1.3 miles. All right. How long is that race going to last? Four hours? Three and a half hours. Three, three and a half hours. Go ahead and say four hours if there's a shitload of cautions. Which there uh, will be. We're going to lose so many fucking tires at Nashville. Yeah. It's not even Yeah. Funny. Just yeah. like last year. That's what I'm saying. At that point, you're running out of shit in your cooler. You're having to dig deep, right? Okay, if you want to make a cooler wall that's that's understandable, just limit the the size of the cooler that you can take in. Make it a small cooler. I don't give a shit. Just let people take stuff in. Like, that's, like that's a lunchbox or... Yeah, it's something like that. Just take something that's just limit the size of the cooler people are still going to be pissed about it but guess what you can bring in drinks so that way you can still get people going so if i had if so if i brought a clear backpack <laughs> full of ice and water wait pull that up back up cody me. i didn't see it <laughs> um so part how would you know let me let me educate you ed- educate educate you real quick on bringing a clear bag with ice that shit lasts three and a half minutes true like oh, you, yes. By the time you yes. even get into your seat, like your your back is wet because there's no ice left. Bro. Listen, when me and Dad went to the All Star Race in 2020, yes, we parked yeah. in the we parked the car. Uh, he filled he immediately filled the uh, uh, the backpack with ice. He gets out three minutes later, it's already melted and leaking yeah. down his back. And that was another thing I did not understand. Okay, we're going to a race during the pandemic. The pandemic has not went away yet. You didn't let us take coolers in. So now people have to get up and walk in the midst of a crowd for the pandemic that we don't want to, we don't want to spread this disease, but guess what? Go to the concession stand, do whatever you got to do. Concession stands were open during that race, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go to the concession stand. Let's spread COVID more. Made no fucking sense. That was just a money gimmick. First time Bristol's ever done that in my, my eyes. I've never seen them do it before, but I was like, okay, whatever. One time thing I can do it. I'm getting to watch a race. I wasn't even that mad about it. But that just makes no sense. It just makes no sense not to let a fan bring a cooler in. There's no, there's no arguing it. You don't have a good point. And if your point is you're making money, you're making money anyways. You're making fucking yeah. money anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bitch move if they kicked you out for trying to climb the fence. You just got to. Not home. Tony Stewart. Yeah, no, I think that it's a total, it's a sham. Um, and I hate even being this guy. Because I remind myself of fucking Randy the Plumber last year and his entire life. Oh, my God. Here's the thing, though. I'm going to bitch about it, but I'm still going to go, right? Like, we're all going to bitch and complain about it. And I'll still buy $12 beers. But in the ideal world, they just let me take in a fucking cooler. And I'll be honest, the cooler policy actually makes me can like reconsider the idea of going to Nashville. Because for me to go to the national race, it's already going to be like just a big ordeal in an act of Congress. And the fact of like the no cooler thing is actually a turnoff for me. Well, Fairgrounds does sort of the same thing. They let you bring in a cooler, but Dalton can attest to this. Last year, me and Dalton goes to the SRX championship event and we walk in and they literally open up my cooler and they say, you cannot bring beers in. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why can't I bring some beers in? 
and they're like, you got to, they, they want you to buy the beers in the inside. This is after me and Dalton had to park two dude, miles away. Dude, I had 10 bush apples that I had to throw away. 10. Pour, pour them out for the homies. That's probably the biggest tragedy I've ever suffered in my whole life. But also, though, that was an SRX event. And that was before like the SMI deal, which still hasn't even like fully went into play yet. Um, I imagine that there is some kind of like contractual thing that's like prohibiting SMI from immediately implementing their own rules. Because like I said, I mean, it's every SMI track and I've been to multiple now. They are all treated the same. Um, coolers might not be always allowed. But you can still, at a minimum, at Texas is one of them, you could take in as many beers as you want that fit in your clear bags. Um, the clear bag thing oh. sucks. Go ahead. Jacob, I actually forgot to mention. You remember when I uh, had a Coke and a Powerade in there, too? Oh, yeah. They, make they let me keep one? that. They, they let, let me keep, keep that. that. No, they let me keep that, but it made me throw the beers away. Yeah, it makes no sense. I just yeah. don't understand that. I had to point that out. Sorry, Cody, but... Um, it is, yeah. Yep. But we um, can't watch it. I, I don't know who that that might be at Dalton. Um but yeah, I mean no, taking no like just it's a travesty to not be able to take your own beer into a NASCAR race. And that is one of the things that always set NASCAR apart was that in itself. Dalton, his phone is going dead. Yep. I knew it. I could tell by the look of concern. Um, and I got nothing to plug it in. Can someone help me? <laughs> but that is like one of the travesties of the modern times. Um, beer is a, a higher profit margin for sure. Um, but also I would argue that bottled water is a pretty high profit margin because you get 36 bottles for like $3 and 50 cents and you're selling them for $5 a piece. Um, but when it boils down to it, I just think that NASCAR has always set itself apart when it boils down to the fact that there's no other sporting event where you can take in your own alcohol and your own coolers. That was a big part of NASCAR. It always has been. And I understand that the tracks have to make their money, but a lot of these tracks give us a shitty just total shitty like in-person experiences they give us a a shit rule policy as far as not being able to take in our own alcohol and they make a shit ton of money off of the tv deals um i don't think that there's any excuse to just not let people bring in their coolers there is no excuse no reasoning nashville is a cramped track i will say from experience like it is very like close-knit and cramped but you know that's just a part of don't sell as many tickets. Don't make it an absolute madhouse and be absolutely filled. Because I will say, like setting in those stands uh, for the race in June last year, I was like squeezed, right? Like between people. I had room at my feet. Um, right, right here. here. Yep. Dude, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and we're trying to eat because our ass is getting kicked by the sun and the beer. So it's like, I got to get something on my belly. Dude, when I drink, I eat like it's nobody's business. And yeah. I'm more willing. I will spend $15 on a chicken tender meal if I'm drunk. If I'm sober, ain't nah. Ain't no way. I'm getting me a damn pretzel. <coughs> yeah, totally agreed there. Totally agreed. Um, uh, 
Is that it? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I would have drank at least four of them before I went in. Well, yeah. me and Jacob were going to share, but we had to get in. Yeah, look, we were like we were we were late anyways because of the parking situation. I'm just, I, oh, it, dude, it, don't even remind me. At least they've let us bring in a cooler though. That's the biggest thing. Just limit yeah. the size of the damn cooler. It's going to be hot as shit. Dude, Colton hits it on the head here too. This is literally me, like one million percent. Yeah, but yeah. So, hey, boys. Guess what? We raced over the weekend. We did. We got a lot to talk about, too. Oh, yep. dude. The hometown track of NASCAR. Marlin yep. Motor Speedway, Lowe's Motor Speedway, whatever you want to call it. It's Coca-Cola. Long, it's, yeah, Coca-Cola Speedway. Um, it has been <laughs> a lifelong favorite track of mine. Charlotte has always been my go-to. Um, absolutely adore it. I love it. I've never gotten to see it in person. I do get to see it this fall. I already have Roval tickets. I've had them since Christmas. So obviously I finally get to see it in its glory, but my whole life I've always wanted to go to a Charlotte race. So I finally get to do that. But damn, if I didn't miss out on arguably like the best weekend of racing that we've seen in quite some time. Dude, sold um, out sold out track. I mean, great coverage, uh, except for the Xfinity, but uh great racing in all three series. Yeah. I am gonna go on and say that that is a terrible opinion, Jacob. Um I the thought the Xfinity coverage series? I thought the coverage for the Xfinity series was exceptional. Uh I don't know. I think they dropped the ball. I think Kevin Harvick's screaming to Get them. I thought that that was incredible, personally. Oh, you liked it just b- because of the controversy? I thought, yeah, I, I I loved the fact that he called them out for shitty coverage. And I think that that is what we need more of. I think we need somebody telling these people that, hey, listen, show in fifth place when something exciting is happening is not the move. Obviously, Mike's not going to do it. Obviously, the guest on Sunday isn't going to do it, and Clint Boyer's not going to do it. But the fact that we had Kevin Harvick calling them out for missing on-track product, hell yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Um, I mean, I obviously, I, I love Kevin Harvick anyway. I think he's incredible for the sport, has been for a long time. So, yeah, absolutely. I think what he did was right up Happy's Alley, and bravo to him. Um Charlotte is back indeed. Uh, absolutely slamming some beers. Uh, hey, let's have a meetup. Um, agreed with this. Oh, dude. Um, Dad and I went to the all-star race for the first time ever back in 2008, and that was a trip of a lifetime. I got to get a tour at Hit Rota Sports. We actually know a guy who worked there. Um we ride the track all day, watch a uh, practice of qualifying. We had an amazing truck race. We're back to the All-Star for the very next day. And oh dude, that was such a fun weekend. I, I miss it at Charlotte so much. Um, all right, so we have a guest joining us this evening. Hey buddy. Hey man. So I think Charlotte is just an incredible track. Um, I would love for it to get the all-star race back. I have so many ideas though. And we talked about it last week, what we can do for the all-star races. Um, 
I think if we're going to stick with one static track where it stays forever, I feel like Charlotte's just where it needs to be and give the guys just three weeks at home, right? All-star race, give them the Coke 600 and then give them a week off. Um, they only get one weekend off this or one week off this whole season, which is the week after next, which is just unfortunate. Why not have that immediately after this 600? So they could just be at home for another week. Um, but not a bad know, idea. Uh, I'll be there. Hey, sir. Me. Oh, me, me. All y'all got to be there? Yes. Yeah. I'll try to figure out for sure if I can or not. There's no finding out. Just do it, Dalton. In the words of Nike. Um, so we have some <laughs> early picks right here with Travis. Uh, going for broke this weekend. Haley Deegan takes the trucks. Ty Gibbs takes Xfinity. And Daniel gets his first cup win. Um, Ooh. I, I don't hate that at all. I don't. I honestly don't think that none of those people will win. Not to just like steamroll you. I think Haley's like a like I would love to see Haley win. I don't know that she's there yet. Ty Gibbs is struggling mentally right now, um, clearly. And then Daniel, dude, I would love to see Daniel win more than anything. But bad luck is going to happen. I just I feel it in my bones. Through that. Um, I I would love to have a Coke night race at Charlotte. Um, or we talk about Atlanta here. I don't know which one this is. Uh, <laughs> Dalton, your number one fan. I can't stay him. I hate him so much. <laughs> uh, but what yeah, the fuck I don't. Are you wearing what is that? What this? Dear God. Yeah. <laughs> you went all the way back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we went truck racing first. So, um, who watched the truck series race? I was unable to, for I was at a high school graduation. So, you boys take the uh, take the show here. Uh, congratulations to Colton, by the way. Huh? Congratulations to who? For what? Cole. Graduating? No, not Cole. Oh, whoops. <laughs> close, close. It's the brother-in-law. But Sorry. I'll, I'll, shout I'll out tell Parker. Whenever, yeah, shout out Parker one time. Um, don't you Love met Parker? Kid. Yeah, I have. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he graduated. Congrats to him. Dude, so real quick, just on a side note, I like, watching the graduation, I got super emotional because I'm like, these kids, like – the last you know 12 13 years of their life has like led up to this moment and like they're so like broad eyed and bushy tailed they have no fucking idea what's coming it's a nightmare fucking meat grinder from here on out congratulations (laughs) on finishing the easiest part of your whole life (laughs) jesus i mean now listen for some people high school will be the best part of their lives and for a lot of people high school will be the part of their lives that was the worst and their adulthood is going to be 10 times greater to them. Um, but regardless, like, there's no more, you know, just carefree living for most people after high school. Uh, as far as the truck race, um, <clears throat> do you want me to go from the beginning? Or can I just jump into the juicy part? <laughs> after this comment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, check me out. <laughs> <Yeah. 
Dalton, will you release a rap? I, hey, listen. So it's been teased on Twitter, but we are do. I am doing a rap song, and I need features on it. So <laughs> whoever's interested in hopping on a verse, um, the this, this song uh, is strictly going to be NASCAR related. Cody, I have a fun fact for you that you're going to love. So I probably told you a story about Tyler Reddick calling me out on Twitter a long time ago, right? So you remember Eminem's uh, Kill Shot album? Yeah. Uh, I literally did some Photoshop work and replaced uh, Machine Gun Kelly's head with Tyler Reddick's after that. Did you did you send it to Tyler? <laughs> yes, I did. And once again, Dalton's a sociopath. <laughs> Nuts, man. Um, <clears throat> truck race was uh, actually pretty good. I think the last two truck races have been pretty exciting. I thought the Texas truck truck race was pretty good. I thought the Charlotte truck race was even better. Uh, stage one. Dalton looks like Kyle Busch without the Royals. <laughs> um, Zane Smith gets stage one. I think Ben Rhodes got stage two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> Zane's obviously looking good. Tom Jeske was running good. Uh, I can't remember offhand any juicy parts except for the Hosevar incident, which I know where we're going to. So does anybody have anything I'm missing? I think that's uh, about it. Ben Rhodes fucked up in stage three, didn't he? Oh, uh, yeah. Later on, yeah. Wow. Ben Rhodes wrecked. Uh, Kyle Busch did not have a good night. I wasn't even thinking about Kyle Busch being in that race. What the fuck happened to Kyle Busch? Uh, is Kyle Busch uh, washed up? Dalton, go. <laughs> Honestly, this has not been a good season for truck series. I mean, it's just when it comes to the lower series, like expending trucks, I just expect Kyle to be lights out. And I, I actually expect him to win. It just. We have not seen that in trucks or at all this season. I mean, I've seen a lot more speed and cut this year than trucks, but I'll just be honest with you. I mean, it is what it is. I kind of don't care all that much. I, I never really cared about Xfinity or trucks, to be honest with you. I mean, if Kyle won an Xfinity or truck race, I'd be cool, but <laughs> Cub is what I care about more. Kyle Bush is big wash. <laughs> <laughs> I will give her credit for spelling his last name right. Most people can't. That is true. Uh, yeah. Here's another one that spelled it. it. Because because <laughs> every time every time someone spells it B U S C B U S H, I'm like, who's Kyle Bush? Dude, Kyle Bush definitely did not show up. Uh, the biggest thing he has it all I, season. Ryan Priest ran really good. Uh, obviously, we're going to have to talk about that. So, Ryan Priest, Carson Hosevar, uh have an incident. Uh, and it costs uh, – I love when the truck series gets controversial because it's so fun because people come in just throwing hands. And so, Carson uh, fences Priest. I, I have my video that I made. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Cody, mm-hmm. can I ask you a question first? Yeah. Uh, did – Jesse hacked Summer's phone. No, I think Summer's just anti-Bush. She she's all in on Kurt. So, oh, well, I'm upset she's anti-Bush for you know wearing the sponsors and all, but oh well. <laughs> um, here we go. Focus on that final restart or that restart. Him and I drove side by side. All you kids watching right now, wanting to get to this level, don't do that. Race with respect. Don't wreck the guy on the outside of you trying to win your first race. It doesn't get you anywhere. Well, I mean, he cost us a championship. I mean, he's not even racing anybody. 
you know, was holding us down in the nine, but it never got to us for that. So I don't, if you're going to race people like that in this sport, you're not going to make it very far. you got to have respect. Yeah, if there's a person you don't want to cause a championship to, it's Elliot Sadler. But, um, you know, I'm just trying to do team orders here. I was racing for an owner championship. Yeah, we weren't racing for the win right there, but we were still racing the nine. So I just think it's ironic, right? So, um, oh, man, this is about to get spicy. Uh, I think that Priest wasn't wrong, but I do think there's some hypocrisy in, in the statements. I, I mean, I get he's mad, but good Lord. I mean, chill out in the interview. I mean, Carson fenced the guy. Okay, we can all agree that Carson. I mean, he did. He did. No, he, he did. He did. No, he didn't. Yeah, bro. No, he didn't. Carson yeah. washed oh, up on the track. Carson washed up. They're racing hard for the win. What happens at Charlotte? You get loose when you get pinned down. If anything, Ryan could have probably gave him a little bit more room. You talking about the first time or the second time? The second, where they minutes. where they ended up in the wall. The, the first time he fenced them before, though. Yeah, and that happens. That's what I'm talking about. He but fenced them then. Carson is racing for a championship there. Ryan Priest is just filling a ride until he gets the ten car. Ryan Priest is racing for his career. I don't think that ten car is any. It's I think his, Jacob bro. sometimes talks just to hear himself. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> um, yeah, I think me. I think that I think that Ryan Priest is being a, a hypocrite entirely. This is why I hated Ryan Priest a few years ago, and then I grew some respect for him, and all that respect is now gone. Um, I don't care, even if Hosevar would have just full on sent him. Ryan Priest does not have a right for a very long time to to say anything whatsoever about somebody racing stupid. You can't just wake up reformed one day and expect everybody to show you the respect that you've never shown anyone else. Uh, we talked about this the other day on the phone, uh, specifically me and you, Cody. You said Ryan Priest. Uh, I want you to say this on the show is why I'm bringing this up, but... You said the Ryan Priest rubbed you the wrong way. Can you explain when and what team he was racing for? Uh, when he did that? Yeah. Well, I mean, so clearly you could see with the Elliott Sadler thing that Ryan Priest held him up and costed Elliott Sadler the championship, let Willie B catch up and pass him. Um, so there's one with Joe Gibbs. Then also his stint at JTG. In 2020, I would say that 70% of our cautions the entire 2020 season somehow some way involved Ryan Priest. In the 37 car. I never saw really, and maybe I'm just not remembering, I never saw really anything too wrong with the Elias Sadler ordeal. What do you mean? Uh, as far so, as him racing him hard. Yeah, I mean, you're in third place. It's not even for the win itself. Um, I feel like it's an unspoken rule that you let the champions battle it out when you have no horses in the race. If, if it was for the lead and for first place, sure, by all means, fight for the win. But racing for third place, you move and you let the leaders go. You let the champions race it out. You don't try to sandbag anybody. See, I'd, I'd say let them race, man. I, I think that's what is interesting. And there's not many drivers, now that you bring that up, that I can think about that has raced a championship for hard, like a championship for contender hard. They usually do let him go. Ron yeah. Priest is definitely one of them. But 
Are you so? Are, are you on host of our side? Is everybody else on host of our side? Carson's racing for a championship down there. I mean, he's hungry for a win. He has been nipping away at a win for so long and keeps running into bad luck. And sure, did he overdrive and was maybe too aggressive? Yeah, I don't think anybody's arguing that aspect. I think what people are arguing is Ryan being a total hypocrite. Just nothing but a crotch shot right now from Dalton. What is What's going he doing? on at his house? <laughs> Why is there a hand? Who's I don't know. Dawn's out until he gets everything situated. Um, Yo, who the fuck was that? They reached over and turned his phone off real damn quick, too. Shit. Dalton's got some biddies over. Uh -huh. He's like, that's my mom. Who was that? Who's reaching? You're muted. You're now, muted, fuck. pal. You're <laughs> muted. That was Mama Good right there. Not Mama Good anymore. Oh, yeah, Mama has. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> hey, you can come over if you want to say hi. Just so everybody can meet you. Where am I? Oh. I don't know if anybody can oh, hear you. Really. But... Damn, that's your mom? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You don't want to know. Oh. You don't want to know. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the mom? That's your yeah, that's a mom. Oh, damn, you got a hot ass <laughs> family, bro. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Damn. Hey, Parts better. There's a reason that he has not told you this, Coop. There's a reason he has not heard from you, man. Bro, that was Madison. Yeah. That was, was grown-ass oh Madison. Don't. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Parts <laughs> really won this better, by the way. Damn, Carson Hostavar, though, huh? Yeah, bro, he's great, man. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I'll show you later. Okay, we'll see you. <laughs> oh, man. You got to snatch it all, baby. Come on. Yo, shut up. Shut up, please. Hey, preach, brother. Preach. <laughs> bro. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Okay, so Dalton's mom's hot. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> I'll Boy, say it. Hey, in the room. Okay. You know what? I'm about to say this for. Let me ask y'all a question. Let's do some trivia time. What's your mom? Anybody want to guess how old she is? <laughs> no. Let's see. How old do you think my mom is? She's 38. You know, I, I, no, I don't ever answer. Jacob. This. I don't know, bro. 24. No, she ain't 38. Never, I'm never fucked up. Age. No. 44. Cody. I will say, based on the age of her children, roughly yeah. like 46, 47. Parv? I feel like Parv knows. Parv, let me refute Monster if you say this, but I, gotta, I guess I have to. Uh, uh, I want to guess like 47. 51. No fuck. He's day over fucking twenty five, baby. You Holy shit, bro! No fucking way, man. Oh god, dude. Okay, it's hard working. Damn. Good. Hey, Papa did well, baby. <laughs> Papa good got that thing in him, boy. You know what I'm saying? You know they're divorced, right, Cooper? I know. They had you. They had you. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. Thing in him, boy. Shut up, Cooper. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Papa Good got that thing in him, boy. Oh 
I wish I hope he's still in the chat. I, I genuinely hope, so hope he's you know when he ain't saying shit. He's probably out there just growing up and smoking some meat so or something. I, I, I found <laughs> I found our clip of the week. So yes. oh man. <laughs> I stopped real quick. I said, that's your mom. Fuck. Yeah, Xfinity series. We went racing there. <laughs> but hey, we haven't even talked about the winner of the race yet. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> Melon Man, dude. I'm so off track now. I'm just blinded by Dalton's mom, bro. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I have to go back and see what was said while I was trying to set everything up. Um, yeah, Ross Chastain won. <laughs> um, good for him. Uh, I don't think anybody's mad about another Melon Smash. Um, obviously, I'm not mad about it. Every single week, I'll fall more and more and more in love with them. And, you know, I did notice one thing uh, during qualifying. Dude, Ross is starting to look rich. And what I mean by that, this motherfucker's skin was glowing before qualifying. I was like, holy shit, Ross looks incredible. And you could tell that all those winnings, like he's starting to like invest in some skincare routines or something. That <laughs> motherfucker's skin is flawless. Just broke the internet. That's a clean ass hat, though. Speaking of Ross, thank you. Yeah, and uh, cool thing about it. Hold on. On the back, does it say? Yeah. See, I've got a Dylan one that's like that. It's a two tone, though. It's a it's a red red. Mike black. Gamble just texted me in the group chat and said, "Dalton, were you just talking about your mom being hot on LTC?" <laughs> yes, I was. That's straight. I'm, yeah, straight I'm like, no, sir. That was the other four. No. Yeah, but shout out Ross one time. Nobody's other mad two, about Jacob it. Jacob and or Cody and Parvin said No, I was respectful. He was. Props to you. I was Same here. Same here, Cody. <laughs> uh, Cooper's never respectful. That's all I got to say. I was very respectful, sir. I was kind of blown away. No. Oh, that's a lie. Coop <laughs> <laughs> could have said a lot worse, I will say. Uh, yeah, I was kind I'm of. I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. See you. Bye, <laughs> So the Xfinity series. Y'all change the login or something? I can't do nothing. I can't even like no, add everything. So add the Xfinity. Everything's the still fuck? the same. Um, yeah, y'all carry it away because I'm I'm trying to clip this. This is incredible. <laughs> Will you do me a favor and like text me the login too, so that way I can like pop shit up if need be? Okay, I just don't have it. Who watched the Xfinity series race? Uh, I was piecing in here and there. Dalton, you watched the Xfinity series race? I did. Okay, all right. So Xfinity Series race, boys. Uh, obviously, we had the Kevin Harvick. We talked about that earlier. He uh, yelled at people <laughs> for coverage. That was funny. It was Good hilarious. Man. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, <coughs> as far as the race, race and all, uh, what would you think, Dalton? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I was coughing. What would you think about the race? Uh, well, I really hate Al Geyer smack the wall because I was hoping for a good finish between him and um Josh Barry. Yeah man but, Algar and Barry were duking I, it out. It was a good race overall, but I just wish Algar would have been a little bit more patient and waited till the end. But I, I mean it is what it is. But I mean like I said, I mean I, I thought all three series were really great this past weekend. What did yeah, Noah blow? What did they say he blew? He he was down a cylinder but he still went on to finish uh, fourth. 
Yeah. yeah. Bad we motherfucker. Gotta, we got to talk about that. Obviously, him and uh, old Jeb. Jeb Burton. Words. Yeah. Jeb said, I will wreck the dog fuck out of you next time. And that might be the funniest <laughs> sentence I've ever heard in my life. So I, what I will say this. Fuck? After what Jeb Burton did to that coyote on Instagram, I probably wouldn't want to mess with I probably wouldn't want to mess with him. Jeb's a good old boy, man. Jeb will fuck you up. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It was sliding outside the track, man. Yeah, there was some there was some harsh words. Uh, I think Noah Lewis asked uh, asked Noah if he had any words on. He said, "No, I focused on drivers who win races." And he yeah, walked off, and I was like, said. "Jesus, <laughs> what a burn that was! Like yeah. that, what a one liner to just end anybody's existence." Um, real quick to comment, the wreck the dog fuck out of somebody, incredible. Do you expect anything else out of Ward Burton's son? No, like, just no. <laughs> This has been, once again, any drama is great for the sport. Um, I love both drivers. Obviously, I'm a little bit more biased towards Noah. Um, I think Jeb was a little out of pocket with what he said as far as he outperformed Noah and JRM equipment. Jeb was just being an absolute douchebag on Twitter. Like, he just kept going on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. And, and calling, yeah. Out, calling out fans, too. Like, that's yeah, just, I mean, that's... I think calling fans dumb is probably not the move. As a driver, that no, it's absolutely not. I do got something to point out. Uh, you know, last week we talked about a specific driver who drives a number two car in the Xfinity series and was like, What the hell happened to Sheldon? Dude comes out and finishes top ten. <laughs> finish. So shout out Sheldon one good time. Dude, I always root for Sheldon. There's never a moment in my life where I'm not in Sheldon's corner. Yeah, and um Ron Priest finished fifth in the, in the Xfinity Series uh, in the five car. Um, I'm laughing right now because on the font for the five car, it's a Hendrick font, but it says Ford, and it's like the most cursed image I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ty Gibbs showed up. Second. Um, I think that Ty is in a bad mental space right now. Um talked about it last night once again on fan fuel uh it's like his cage got rattled a little bit after the sam meyer incident mayor incident. i always say meyer that's how much i don't care about his name to be honest with you. bro third place um, is all i'm saying yeah cool top three good on him y'all hate on sam bro trevor bain tennessee boy top 10 got a nice place finished will trevor bain get a win screwed himself though uh, will trevor yeah probably if he races a super speedway, uh, I wouldn't say super speedway. No, he definitely can. He's he's quit shooting himself in the foot. Super speedway is the lockdown. That's Austin Hill. Austin Hill wins every other super speedway the rest of the year. Um, Mott Snyder finished tenth is the name I'm looking at right now. Uh, hey, actually, he's got that cool applesauce car coming out this weekend too <laughs> yeah so well uh something that i was you know we, we talked about this a lot on the show uh colleagues not really been as oh, i don't even know how to word this there's i mean they're still good but they've not been like the force of nature that they were last year you know last year mm -hmm. it was collie like colleague was the team but uh daniel hammer finished six yeah i think a lot of colleagues mishaps so far is just due to cross funding um, obviously, yeah. they're putting a little bit more into their their cup program. I could definitely. If I'm not mistaken, that. I don't even think AJ's qualifying this weekend. I think Ben Rhodes is right. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, because he's got to make the trip to. Um, he's is he running? Is AJ running? Uh, he's running Portland, yeah. Cut, yeah. So he's he's yeah he's got to fly from Portland to Gateway. Yeah. Okay. Um, and obviously, uh, Josh Berry won the race. Tennessee boy. Uh, I don't think anybody in here is ever mad when Josh Berry does well because Josh Berry is a white knuckle wheel man himself. Um, it's good to see him getting back into shape. Um, I think a lot of people probably counted him out. I know I did. Um, I think he's putting himself in position to be a true championship contender. I think, honestly, I think it's possible that we have a JRM Final Four. I know Ty Gibbs is going to be there to you know crash the ball. But if he stays running the way he is right now, and you know, just you could tell that Ty is in his head too much. Um, but when it all boils down to it, JRM has four fast cars out there every single week. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think AJ's still in the points lead, right? In the Xfinity series, I think so. Yeah, it's possible, but as those yeah. playoff points stack up it's going to be harder and harder and harder for him to stay in yeah yeah dinger's still in the lead uh gragson's behind him uh he is minus 33 points to dinger at the moment yeah and i mean hmm? who else is there like who's the top five who's the other three uh gragson gibbs is 40 points behind uh behind gragson uh all guys fourth fifth is josh berry six is sam Mayer. Seventh, Brandon Jones. Eighth, Austin Hill. Ninth, Riley Herbs. Tenth, Daniel Hamrick. Eleventh, Landon Castle. Ron Sieg's twelfth. Anthony Alfredo is thirteenth. Fourteenth is Jeb Burton. Austin <coughs> might get him a win this year. You never know. Pasta's looking good. Yeah, I think that whole team is running pretty well overall. Um, and, I mean, super speedways are always kind to people who are mid-packed throughout the season. Uh, but – I don't. I know for sure we're definitely going to have Noah Gragson, definitely Justin Allgaier in the the final four. Those are the two that I would go in and lock in today for the final four. You wouldn't put Barry? Not yet. Hell, I'd put Mayor. I'm not a big Mayor guy, but I would well, say Noah and Sam. I mean, that, that's what I said. As far as the lock ins, I feel like Sam is not guaranteed for the final four as much as Justin is. Um, but like I said, I mean, I could totally see a JRM championship four. I'm going with Ty Gibbs, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, and I actually don't know. Uh, I guess Dustin Allgaier, too. I would say I don't really know in the Xfinity. I don't really got Brandon Jones, though. He's kind of working around. Like, he was so hot. Now it's just, he's kind of like, he's mellowed out a little bit. Brandon Jones won the Arca race, by the way. Brent, Brandon Jones could be like – he could get in. I could even – shit, I could even see Austin Hill getting in. I agree with Cody. I think Barry and Allgaier are a lock. Other two are up in the air. You mean Noah? Or shit, Noah, that's who I meant. Maybe Allgaier. I think – I wouldn't be surprised if all four of the Final Four are junior motorsports cars. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it, yeah. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't throw me. Dude, I mean, they're consistently top five every single week. As far as like running in the race, they are always in the top five. Yeah. So now, speaking of that, what does that mean for this whole Hendrick thing that they got going on now? You know, it's like. So I kind of talked about it a little bit before you hopped on when I gave my Noah to the three spill. I think that Junior, based on the Denny Hamlin podcast that he did uh, on the download, 
I think that Junior is just waiting on NASCAR to make it profitable. I think that's the only thing that's keeping Junior from moving up to the cup. And I think that's why Hendrick is going on and putting a foot down in the Xfinity series because he's going to need a feeder program. Yeah. Because they've only got three races, and it's just with the three boys, right? Yep. That's all they signed on for the rest of the year, yeah. Yeah, and then Hendrick's running in the Xfinity series specifically. I don't know if you saw that today or not. But they're fielding like, the 17 car. They are fielding the 17, yeah. which is kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, they ran the truck, the 17 truck. Uh, that was a seven know. truck. No, 17. The back in the day, not the Spire truck, but back, oh. I mean, way back, Craftsman Truck Series days. Uh, it was a GMAC truck, I think. I don't know if Ricky Hendrick drove that or, or what. Yeah, Ricky did. Um, right here, Travis, I think this is probably the most likely Final Four um, if we were to just, like, assume based on <sighs> performance so far. Um, it's hard to imagine somebody else other than Sam perhaps, like, sneaking in here. But I feel like these are the clear like forefront runners for the championship. If Ty can get his stuff together, because like since Martinsville, Ty has struggled severely. Um, obviously, he's still cracking out top tens. But if Ty Gibbs wasn't cracking out top tens, there would be something incredibly wrong. Um, Ricky drove the seventeen truck in two thousand and one and won Kansas. Hmm. So that's a fun little fact. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Xfinity race was probably, in my opinion, the the worst one of all three. Um, but I did love the broadcast booth. I genuinely enjoyed drivers being able to be in there and give their opinions. Um, them talking about how they wish the AstroTurf was everywhere. Um, you know, just everything the drivers were talking about. I feel like they can always give such better insight than a retired driver even, right? Because these guys race these cars still today. Um, so... What is that? Why is it so windy? Oh, it's a fan. Sorry. No, it's Cooper. He's breathing into the microphone, I think. Nah, bro, my mic's way the fuck over here. Yeah, I don't think. I think it was Dalton. I think. He yeah, it was, it. It, was, it was my fan. It was my. It was my fan. It was my fan. Well, you had your mouth like this. I thought you had a microphone. Nah, bro, my shit's there, right it there it is. I see. Yeah. So I don't know what happened to Parv. Um, we're unraveling whenever he brings his camera back, he can join back. Um, it's unsightly, so yeah, we went cup racing, boys. Um, yeah, buckle up, settle in, find yourself a comfortable position on the couch because this was a long one. I was so happy, man. Yeah, so Cooper, you and you and Parv specifically will be the best to like answer this question. I'm gonna like stretch it out, stretch your answer out, I guess. As somebody who's newer to NASCAR, um, you're obviously like the targeted demographic for the sport. They need to find new fans. <clears throat> they found one in you. How did you feel sitting in front of your TV for nearly six hours watching a race? It was all new each time you watched the race. Each hour that progressed, it was something new that would change because at the start of the race, you know, they kept hitting on kind of Kyle Larson was like, oh, my equipment's bad. You know, this is the worst you know, worst race of the season, so on and so forth. You go down a couple hours later, and you're like, where the fuck did you come from, guy? Like, it, it was just constant changing. It, it was just fluctuating back and forth. But something that didn't fluctuate, obviously, was Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. Like, they hung around a majority of the day. They weren't out of the, out of the name. But, like, I mean, even Ricky. Like, Ricky was talked about before, and then Ricky fell off, and then Ricky came back. So, like. 
it was just cool to see that like you weren't watching just a mundane race that just kept going on and on and on. It was always something. Something popped up. Something fucked up. A big name's out, and you're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. I was a big, big fan. Parv, did you watch the race all the way? I did. Okay, so I asked Cooper. Now I'm going to ask you. You're a newer fan to NASCAR full-time. Um, you're obviously NASCAR's targeted demographic. We need to find younger, newer fans who will enjoy and watch the sport. How did you feel about having to watch a six-hour race? I liked it. It was it. It did seem long, but as time goes on, I feel like, as like years go on, I watch more of it. I feel like I'll be like, eh, whatever. But you know, it was really fun. I heard what Cooper said with like a little bit of it, like something. It wasn't just like you know, a dominant race. It wasn't like someone dominating the whole entire race. It would that would have been completely boring, probably. It just like if Kyle Larson just dominated the whole race. Seeing new leaders, seeing crash, seeing crashes, people were okay from the crashes happen. Something interesting has happened, made it really interesting. It's like six p.m. to midnight. I mean, cool, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed the race. So I think I think I think it. I mean, people don't want to sit through a six-hour race, and you know, whatever. I, I think I think we did. You all watch? Uh, I, I think we all watched that one last year's Coke Six Hundred, right? Yeah. Where Kyle Larson <clears throat> goes out and delivers an ass whipping. Uh, I fell asleep. I mean, I mean, that was the past what six Coke Coke Six Hundreds where one guy dominates the whole thing and nothing happens. I was yeah. just glad to see something entirely new this year. So a lot of people comparing this to the two thousand five Coke Six Hundred. I never watched that race. I, I kind of forgot about NASCAR in 2005, so I didn't watch a single race from that season. I want to go back and watch it, but I know that was where I think it had like 22 cautions and Jimmy and Bobby Labonte were fighting for the win with that photo finish. Uh, kind of reminded me of that too. Um, Hell, they passed it up at like what, stage two? They were already up at nine cautions. and They were like, last year we had like a total of seven. Like We've already beat out cautions from last year. See, oh, I knew this was going to be a wild Coke 600, but I didn't expect it to be this wild. You know, like I, I was just expecting tire issues throughout the whole race. Like that's why I thought right. it was going to be long. Well, when Goodyear brought like a new tire, like, and they warranted to just be a little, get, a little bit careful about what we're bringing. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be as bad as all the other races with tire issues. Well, uh, Goodyear also sent out a memo to all teams, like showing them that, like their suggested. That's what I just said. Yeah, like like a warning. You like, said hey. they. Oh, I thought you said they brought a whole new tire. Well, no, basically that's what I meant. But yeah, um, we didn't really have that much issues, which is awesome to see. Uh, really, the only time we got to fly tires from either spinning or hitting the wall or whatever. Uh, so I'm glad we ha- had that too. My favorite part about the whole thing was just the parody we had. You know, nobody dominated. Uh, if someone did, they would be taken out, and who knows when? I mean. It was Kyle Busch at first, but then he got he spun himself out uh, early in the race. Then you had Daniel or no Ryan Blaney, but wrecked on the restart. Daniel Suarez who wrecked later in the race. Ross Chastain but got damaged. Uh, you, you just did not know. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring this up. So I'm going to give the starting lineup and I'm going to give the stage one finishers real quick, just to show you how much it changed from there to then. So obviously, uh, shout out Parvin. Dalton, Cody, uh, 
Toyota's pulled up the top ten in the beginning. Uh, Denny Hamlin first, Kurt Busch started second, Christopher Bell started third, Kyle Busch started fourth, Myron started fifth, Austin Cedric started sixth, Bubba Wallace started seventh, Tyler Reddick started eighth. That's insane, Cody. Both your drivers started next to each other. Uh, <coughs> Alex Bowman started tenth, and Michael McDowell, uh, or Alex Bowman started ninth, and then Michael McDowell started tenth, uh, which is nuts. By stage one, Completely changed. Chase Elliott won the stage. Tyler Reddick was second. Christopher Bell was third. Ross Chastain was fourth. Bubba remained in the top ten. Uh, actually, a top five with a fifth-place finish. Ryan Blaney, sixth. Ricky Stenhouse, Jr. in seventh. Martin Trix Jr. in eighth. Alex Bowman kept his position in nine. And in tenth, we had Denny Hamlin. Wow. You Dude. know what the best sight was, though? The fact that that 42 car was pretty much untouched the entire goddamn race. <laughs> Oh, no. they yeah, they, they even, yeah, they they acknowledge the fact that yeah, Ty Dillon like, was the only, only decent looking car. Out the, here. Yeah. the only lead lap car without an issue tonight. Isn't yeah. that crazy uh, coming from the class to that and having that? Yeah, yeah. Going I saw from, a tweet from that today. Yeah, going from being like the bowling ball to like just protected. I mean, and also that goes to show <laughs> that the maturity that we've probably seen and like not been able to acknowledge just due to lack of TV time. I'm not going to lie. I forget that Ty's even out there every single week. Um, but, I mean, I think it shows his maturity. He's starting to race smarter. And Petty GMS, I feel like they're really starting to build something nice. And I saw earlier today that Eric Jones is wanting a deal done so he can stay. Um, I think that that shows the direction of Petty GMS. I think GMS buying into Petty was probably one of the better things that could have happened to them, getting some fresh money and some fresh faces in the building. Um, and, I mean, Eric Jones... For the 43 car, and I know you have those Bubba haters that just no matter what, Eric Jones is running better than Bubba ever could. I think that Eric Jones is in a better place in the 43 than Bubba ever was as far as just organizationally. Um, so I think it's incredible to see the 43 starting to become more of a top 10 car and less of a top 20 car. I think everybody's glad to see the 43 run well just for its iconic um, stature in the sport. He's putting together a great season. Eric really yeah, is. He, he genuinely is. Um, obviously, finishes aren't showing as well. Um, I mean, he's had a lot of bad luck. Um, well, it's worth to note that he's always up front most of the time uh, competing for wins. Right, yeah. So, I mean, when he's California, fine, um well, there's so many more. I, I think Darlington, maybe. Didn't it happen to him at Las Vegas, too? I did see him at Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, Las Vegas. I could be wrong. Track but... that Alex Bowman backed into, wasn't it? Well, I mean, yeah, but I don't remember Eric Jones being up front. No, but Eric Jones had a shit day at the end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't, don't remind me. So, I mean, just bad luck has plagued him. But, I mean, the races that he's finished it's been good finishes um bubba hell of a race absolute rocket ship of a car this is but his now, pit crew is well so so bad we can't blame his pit crew the crew too much for this week um they gained spots and lost spots calculating it they ended up pretty even as far as losing and gaining um booty definitely fucked bubba over um that was a total yeah. mishap. Bubba still had a great car. Bubba easily would have had Bubba by the end of the race. I think Bubba would have been in contention for the win based on how everything ultimately played out. Um, but he really could have. 
And that, and this is why the Kasha clock needs to go. I don't know what you guys' stances are on that. I get why they're doing it, uh, but it really hurts the drivers where their car's not even that badly damaged and can easily continue on, but they screw them over. Uh, I remember Joey Logano walking Glenn 2018 where he spun on like the third lap. Had a little bit of damage, but I think the crew screwed up uh, on that deal too to where uh, they weren't paying attention to it, and he got parked where he could have easily continued. And well, the same thing happened to Bubba Wallace today or last Sunday for the Coke 600. Bubba didn't meet minimum speed. Well, that's because they told him to like save tires or whatever. But but I mean, still, yeah. I mean, it sucks. Um, Chase I mean, Chase Elliott was the in the same boat. Yeah. Well, Chase the tow link. Chase did get screwed by the caution clock, but he was screwed either way because there was no way he was driving with that broken tow. Like it was either you park it or you wreck every lap. I mean, give them time to to fix it. We have these extra durable cars now. I mean, back in the day, and I hate to be that guy saying that. I make myself throw up a little bit. Just roll <laughs> it back to the damn garage and and repair the car and get back out there. Um, especially as many cautions as we had, Chase Elliott just as easily could have gotten back on the lead lap by the end of that race. Well, um, and- for instance, the beginning of the year, Austin Dillon wrecked that car. Took it in. They took it back to the shop. That thing was fixed. Couldn't yeah. tell anything had happened to it. These cars are fixable. New car. Right. Yeah, new, let them. Right. They are not just the the sheet metal that gets absolutely shredded the way they used to. Um, yeah, I think I think Bubba's definitely itching for a win. I'm a firm believer that Bubba's going to get a win on a 1.5. 23.11 has shown genuine speed at 1.5s. Um, Bubba would have won Kansas had he not gotten screwed over there as well um i think that 2311 they found their place i think we need some organizational fixes i think that the pit crew something's gonna happen and something's gotta give i don't think anybody's in disagreement there go ahead parv you raised your finger no it's something like i want to it's not like it's not talking about bubba it's something about 1.5 so i want to mention here in a second so go go ahead and finish your statement. I mean, that's it. It's just Bubba couldn't drive any better than he's driven the last, I will say, four weeks. Um, I feel like Bubba's really found himself and found not him- even that, bro. I would say start of Atlanta. That's when yep. he kind of started yeah. to find himself. Yeah. He's yeah. been pretty consistent since the, he's it, just had shit luck. That's been the issue. We've not gotten to see Bubba run up front much until Kansas, just due so, to horrible execution on pit road. So, Cody, I want to join you. Can I join the you in the passenger seat? Because I know you're the one driving this. Go ahead. Your opinion on the 1.5s? Hop in. You saying that they're you saying that they're better than the short tracks? Saying that always and forever. Say that short tracks are mid. I think especially with how especially with how a lot of these short track races have been this season. I am. Joining you in the passenger seat on the 1.5 train. Uh, there's one thing I want to choo choo. One thing I want to note though, (laughs) Jacob, you remember, I can't remember what episode this was, but do you remember how you were talking about how the the rear diffuser needs to go on the short tracks? Yeah, yeah. Corey LaJoy did mention on Stacky Pennies today that they are looking at that. What I say, what I say, thank you. 
You should run NASCAR, Jacob. Dude, I should. I should. (laughs) (laughs) The rear diffuser. No, you see how quick I jumped on that? Yeah, give me that $10 million a year. Listen, they need to get rid of the rear diffuser on the short tracks. That is what is causing the no passing issue right there. It's fine for 1.5s, but it's not good for short tracks. It's it's the equivalent of the giant spoilers for the short tracks back in 2019. Yes. Yes. Corey LaJoy said this. No, I, I I said that, but said that. okay. Corey LaJoy did mention the rear diffuser. They're looking at getting rid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corey LaJoy said that they're looking at removing the rear diffuser for the short tracks. But I said that it running the diffuser at the short tracks is kind of like running a giant spoiler for the short track packets back in 2019. Agreed, man. It's causing issues. Real fast, I just mentioned the stage one finisher and how much of a change there was there. Obviously, we're going to get into the wreck with Ryan Blaney and everything like that. Okay, listen to this change. Stage two, this is the complete changeup of the line. Daniel Suarez takes the win. Ross Chastain second. Trackhouse one-two for stage two. Eric Jones, we was just talking about him in third. Fourth, Chase Briscoe. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. hung in tough at, at fifth. Joey Logano was sixth. Kevin Harvick was seventh. Tyler Reddick, eighth. Martin Truex Jr., ninth. And Christopher Bell, tenth. Still. Another shuffle. Cool. Yeah, another big shuffle. Another big shot. And that's one of the things that fed into this just being so nostalgic for me. Um, yeah, Real quick to answer this, if I'm not at the Coke 600 next year, I'll be dead because that's the only thing that's going to stop me from being at the Coke 600. Um, I'm sure everybody else probably agrees with that. I, I actually want to go back. Yeah. Um, but I think I that been. we all should have been. Um, I think that the shuffling helped feed into the nostalgia for me because we saw that a lot more with the COT. Um, And I don't care what anybody says. You have your old heads who are always and forever going to bitch about it and complain. But dude, NASCAR in the nineties was exciting for the culture, but the racing did not compare to like 2008. It just never compared. You're preaching, um, it was always just close racing at 1.5s. Nobody had a 18-second lead, right? Like, watching the Xfinity race, um, Josh Berry won. I think it was like 16 seconds was what he won by. Like, that was pretty normal, like, in the 80s and 90s, right? Um, that was relatively normal with the last generation of car. Um, we saw it a lot. I mean, Martin Truex Jr., I feel like his career average, like winning distance, is like more than 10 seconds, right? Whenever Truex got out front, he was gone. Um, we're just not seeing that with this car, right? Um, and then, of course, by the end of the race, like it was kind of spread out a little bit, but all of the major contenders were already out, right? Like they were gone. Um so we had like three dominant cars that really pulled away. And then at the very end, it was two dominant cars. But we're not seeing eight second wins so far this season. How far, what what was Kyle Larson's distance ahead when he won last year's Coke 600? It was like five to six seconds, right? No, somewhere yeah. around that for sure. Yeah. So the fact that we were constantly racy the entire race just fed into the nostalgia for me. You're like... Yeah, like you said, for state when it was the final stage, I think that's that's when we did get the. We had for a while. That's when Larson was getting back up to speed. He was he was leading for a while, 
But then he had second place was Chase Briscoe, and then third place was Chastain. I think that's when Chastain was up there. And Chastain and it was Chastain and Briscoe were right beside each other, and Larson was way ahead. But then he saw Chase Briscoe in the momentum. He ran him down. Yeah, he reeled him in. Yeah, and like yeah. so, like but like there's still that gap between them. But you know, the still but the, the whole race before that, and then the, the last lap shootout, the two the two overtimes that we had. That's when we got, you know, everybody was clumped together, so anybody could have been there. Heartbroken. We, I'm heartbroken. Dude, <laughs> can we talk about the wreck with Ron Blaney where half the field just goes out of the race immediately? We had the big one at a one point. How long has it been since we've had a big one at an intermediate? Um, I want to say, like, I want to say 2018 All-Star Race. The thing was so many top drivers, like top name drivers, maybe not top drivers in the season, Brad Kozlowski, were out. Like Brad Kozlowski was out, Chase Elliott yeah. was out. Hey, William Byron, William Byron was out. Bubba, Bubba got hit in the wreck, but he wasn't like. Damaged. When did the joy go backwards again? When was that? First, that, that was stage one. one. Yeah, that was early because it was still daytime. Yeah, Kurt Busch was, was out. identical so, too. So all, the, <laughs> so already all these top drivers were already out, which is you know. Unbeknownst, crazy because these are drivers who you think would actually win the race, and now someone who, well, who we might not have thought have won could have won the race, but you know. Well, there was a difference in interviews. Uh, Ron Blaney obviously caused the wreck. Uh, you know, he got on the apron, got his car loose, got up the track. A bunch of people got taken out of that wreck. Ron Blaney comes out of the interview and he says, "I was a dumb move on my part. I had a fast car." Blah blah blah. It's over with. William Byron comes out and says, "You can't, very cynical of the car. Says you can't drive the car. You can't pass in the car." Uh, what's your thoughts on that? That's a BFT from Willie. Yeah, he's just angry. That's all it was. Like Willie, Willie, Willie's been in a mood ever since. Ever since Mar. Ever since Daddy came around. Yeah. Ever since Logano. Yeah, Daddy came and showed us. Logano flipped. Logano flipped the Liberty switch. and, and Dude, really if Joey shows me them pearly <laughs> whites again, man, shit, he can be daddy any day of the week. Dude, Joey has just an incredible smile about him, genuinely. He does. Like, he and really does. Fucking, it's such a mean, like, douchebag smile, too. Like, you know he'd fuck you up, but, like, it's like, I like this guy. <laughs> Have you ever watched an interview when he doesn't win and he's, like, really happy in the interview, but as soon as they take the microphone out of his face, he goes, it, like, his face is like this, and he goes... <laughs> It goes away. That's how I pictured Dalton. <laughs> so the thing I was relate. that that also wasn't the only really big wreck that happened because we had in we had hold Daniel, up before we start that. I'm talking. I know Daniel Suarez wreck stage three. I got to talk about stage three. Switch up again. Ross Chastain <laughs> wins the stage. Chase Briscoe second. Kyle Larson makes his way into the top ten in the third. Tyler Reddick fourth. Daniel Suarez fifth, Joe Logano sixth, Cole Custer seventh, Chris Buescher eighth, Austin Dillon ninth, Denny Hamlin still in tenth in stage three. It's just nice to see multiple stage win like stages where like we see different top tens, yeah, like of different drivers. It's not like dominated by like five or six, five or six drivers. It's like you know some driver who might not have performed well on stage two did really well in stage three. So I really was hoping that Cole Custer would win so they would make a chicken cock car. <laughs> I think everybody um, like equally there, wanted that. 
Yeah. They said stay tuned for it. Jacob, good job to Chris Buster. Okay, he performed well. Bro, they posted a fucking wallpaper this morning of uh, old Custer, and I was scared. <laughs> Dude, I cropped that shit out and was like, what the fuck is That's this? That's what I'm that- if I saw that shit on my lock screen, I'd probably be scared, man. If I, I see Dawn at my McDonald's, that's the face that he's going to make. <laughs> Each one of them just looked like they wanted to fuck you up, man. Like, Harvick was just, like, cold cut and, like, I don't know, man. But, yeah, we had probably the scariest event of the season so far. With Daniel Su- at a mile and a half. With Daniel Suarez and Chris Buescher. So, Daniel Suarez got loose, if I'm correct. Now, before we talk about the wreck, we have to acknowledge the fact that Daniel Suarez ran the race of his life. Oh, yeah. He was going to win. Um, absolute rocket ship of a car. Um, once again, bad luck strikes. And all it does is it keeps making Daniel look bad, and it makes Daniel look like he is like dead weight at track house. But and- if you think about every time that Daniel has had a dominant car, bullshit has happened. Every makes, single time. Yeah, it also just makes like fans be like, oh, he's terrible. Why is he still Daniel would have won Coda? Daniel would have won Coda about it. And Daniel would have won Coke. Coca-Cola 600. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been perfect. He's a Coca-Cola driver. Um, I mean, it just it would have all been perfect. Um, and I could only imagine like the Mexican Coke commercials that would come from a Daniel Suarez win. Because Mexican well, we... Coke is already superior anyway. Oh yeah. He automatically becomes the face of it. We were close to having a Mexican sweep for the greatest day in racing. Yep. Uh, yep. I wanted to see him like smash him, like whatever, whatever he has planned up. We would have at least, if Daniel would have finished in the top five in all three races, there would have been a top five for Mexican drivers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Danny had the best car. I remember watching him. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember watching him come up to the field and he was just passing people like they were sitting still. It was because like because he had it because he had a pit issue for a while and he was he was back in like 18th or 19th. But literally, less than 10 laps later, he was already in eighth place. If I'm not Um, mistaken, I think he took a pit stop and he went and took four. That's why he was hauling ass up to the field because I don't think the rest of the field did. You are 100% correct. They came down for rights. Came down for yeah. rights and gas, and he took all four, and he was hauling ass up through, but it yeah. set him back, yeah. Um, another guy, real quick, before we get into, like, the tail end of the, the race is Kyle Larson. Um, what a day that Kyle Larson <laughs> Non-existent, had. man. Like Jacob even said, in the two first stages, Larson's not there. Come that third stage, there's Larson. But he was. He That was the thing, that, like, Larson had a fast car all day. Uh-huh. It, he had four pit road violations, spun out, <laughs> caught, car on, caught fire. on fire. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, just a day. And the dude just kept clawing his – every time he would get back up into the top yeah, Cliff, 10. Who was the Cliff pit member? For, the was it was it Joey's pit member that got hit by a car? Yeah. Who the fuck got hit by a car this week? It was oh, Joey's. D- Denny ran over one of Joey's Joey's, yeah. Because <laughs> Joey can't – listen, Joey fucked Bubba with his pit road parking. Um, I think it was it was either Bubba or Suarez. It no, was it was Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Yeah, um, couldn't even get out of his pit stall because of the way Joey parked. And then when Denny ran over the pit guy, it's because Joey parked outside of the box once again. I don't think that that was really necessarily Joey. What do you mean? What happened to somebody here? I think I think Don's phone died. 
Yeah, uh, that is possible. Uh, I don't think it was Joey. Danny parked sideways. Bro, Joey Dave, was at the back Joey, of his pit stall. Joey had shit parked. Right today. rear tire I don't think it out. Was. There was no, it, no. Joey got by without getting penalized for pitting outside of his damn box. What are you don't, even talking about? Don't quote no. me on this, but I'm pretty sure that it wasn't Joey's fault. It was Joey's. I remember <laughs> looking at it. Come on, I remember looking at Come it and like he, he, he parked in cockeyed, man. Somebody was parked in cockeyed either behind him or Joey. Joey no, was kind of no, it was it was one hundred percent Joey. No, it wasn't Joey. It was Joey. Joey. I know it wasn't Joey. I think it. Was no, I remember. No, listen. This is what happened. It was Daniel's. This is when Daniel Suarez, Joey was cockeyed, and Daniel could not get out. He was Thank stuck you. there. Joey Thank was you. stuck too. Joey was stuck behind Denny. Denny Hamlin. Pretty sure. Nah, Denny Joey? was in front of Joey. Yeah, Denny was in front of Joey. Mm-hmm. There was somebody yeah. that was parked in front of Joey. Danny was behind Joey. Yeah. Denny was in front of Joey. And Joey was yeah. hanging out of his pit box. I don't think it was all Joey, though. I really don't. Like, I'll eat my word. I'll eat my words if it was. But yeah, I don't I'm 1 million percent going to send to you video evidence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was fine. all on Joey. And, and that's it, why his pit guy got ran over because the same shit happened. Was there any Was there any confirmation? Like, was there any like can't confirm- fucking park? I don't know. Did like any news come out about, about his pick, remember? Like injury uh, or anything? Fine. Dude hopped up after. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, definitely, like, his fucking foot is broken eight <laughs> places. 3,500 pounds ran over it. Bro, I mean, he, yeah. He was he was changing the tire, and he, like, he gets ran over, and he doesn't even flinch. Like, he's just still going. I'm like, you tough. It jerked him, though, because, like, he fell back, and he was like, oh, yeah, He just, like, man. stands up and is like, Fucking right back at it, man. Dude, I, I'm out. No, if you fucking like park the wrong way, my shit gets car. ran over. I'm not taking your tire off. Good luck. Damn, Jacob like, knows about that, eh? I will say that like, ran over. Oh, Prop, yeah. Props to Cliff Daniels for being the biggest motivator known to mankind for Kyle Larson. Yeah, dude. Now, I, I need Cliff Daniels to call me every single day. If Cliff Daniels did not give that speech to him, I feel like Larson just would not have been there. He might have, but like that motivation just had a kick in for Larson after that speech. Oh, wasn't that, uh... I think I think that was a Kyle Bush pick guy, wasn't it? I thought it was a Larson guy. Uh, somebody, because like he was bleeding everywhere, and he just put his hand in his glove. I think yeah. it was Kyle Bush. Tough as nails, man. Yeah, nails. I, if it was Bush, I, I mean, we might be putting out hashtag fake news right here, but um, Chris if it Bush. was Kyle Bush. Then this just proves the point that Cobblish has the best pit crew out there. For um, sure. But yeah, so Daniel Suarez Rex. Chris Busher. And he collects Chris Busher in the way too. It was the first time that I've screamed, oh shit, like real loud when Chris like started turning. It's also one of the first barrel rolls I've seen in a long time. I'm talking rolling. It was. Like, yeah, that was a super speedway style crash. Yeah, man. I, I think the scariest part though of that was he landed upside down. Well, no, he was, I think the scariest part is more that like those chairs are so conformed to you that he just couldn't get the fuck out upside down. Like it took upside so down, long. that's fine. Like he's he's protected, he's safe. It's just the fact that if he's like jammed in there, he's like but it's also I'm like the, stuck. the the blood's like running to yeah, like that's straight the to scary his part. It's something it like because like it took him. Like was it over twenty minutes or close to twenty minutes? Yeah, I don't know if it was twenty minutes. So to flip him? No, it was like five. I think that he was hanging upside down. But 
So something important to note, though, they knew that he was okay. They had the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's the first time that NASCAR's had to flip a car actively. Um, mm-hmm. I think that had something been wrong, I think that the process would have been faster than it was. They probably would have um, like all grouped together and like. Well, so you have to be careful with that. I think that the actual like rolling over is probably about as fast as they want to go. But I think the overall process of hooking the car up and starting that part, I think in a dire situation happens a lot faster. Yeah. And I agree with that. It was also the first time that gen seven has been right. And they have the hooks on the bottom of the car now to like roll them up. They just, they can't flip that car over. Cause let's say he has a broken neck and they just flip that thing over that completely like finishes the break. He's dead. Right. So that still has to be like a gradual rollover. Um, but it just it took a concerning amount of time for them to hook it up to start flipping it over. I think that's where like a lot of the issue was. But thank God. And it once again it goes to you can't like thank NASCAR enough for the safety of these cars. Um, they didn't obviously he's upside down and that gets uncomfortable after 20 seconds, in my opinion. But he was alive. He was in one piece. He was okay. There, he obviously didn't feel any like broken bones or anything. I'm sure they talked to him. Um, I think if the situation would have needed them to be a little bit quicker, they could have. Oh, he's back. Hey, buddy. My battery died. Wah, wah, wah. And it was, and it was charged too. Like it was charging, but the percentage kept going down. I don't understand that. Well, we're back. We're we're talking about um, Chris Busher getting rolled over. Still, well, we never got that far because yeah. we talked about Daniel Suarez and Daniel or uh, Kyle Larson today. You might let me see if I can go to my car and hopefully it works. I don't know what the deal is, but pissing me off. Godspeed. What was the update with Busher too? I don't know if it's true or not, but like Busher's not running this week. Yeah, he's got COVID. Yeah, he's sick or something. Who's who's filling in? Zane Smith. Uh, Zane, Zane Smith. Yeah, Zane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, Busher has COVID. So we got, we hit on that yeah. at the start. Yeah. Um, just to give you the quick rundown of that, we did like an old Thursday show where we just talked about NASCAR news for the first half. Um, oh, okay. So, like, is it worth being concerned about spreading through the garage at this stage? Like, that sort of thing is kind of what we talked about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see Zane getting. A shot, and we also talked about the fact that no Ford Xfinity driver got moved up, but it was Zane Smith that got put in the ride. Yeah, I ain't a fan of that. Who? But who would you put? Riley fucking Herbst. No way, bro. You're out of your goddamn mind, bro. I ain't ain't putting Zane Smith in a completely different car, bro. I'm putting Riley in it. Front row is Alada Roush. That's great. Zane Smith is the best Ford driver that's not in the Cup today. Yeah. For and sure. we're going to see this weekend and they're going to just fucking show. Just the casual part being in there. Um, all right. He's back and he's positioned. Hey, buddy. It's in the dark. So we all, but also we had Dalton sitting outside of Parv's McDonald's right now. <laughs> hey, buddy. You know, it's crazy work. though. The way that wheel kicked out though, how the wheel didn't crush though. Yeah. Like, so the wheel is what caused the wheel. flip. Yep. The wheel yeah. is what caused the flip. Um, a lot of people prematurely blame the astro astroturf, myself included. Um, one thing to talk about though is the wheel tethers that we have now. Mm-hmm. Shout out IndyCar for giving NASCAR that idea. 
because that will would have ended up in the grandstands. Oh yeah. man, it would have been bad. Um, but the way it out. didn't get crushed though, like it was, it's still. I mean, it, it's not going to be used again, but like it's a good wheel still. Yeah, and I mean, it, like I said, it just it all goes back to like the safety of these cars. It shows what those wheels and the the damage that these cars can take and absorb the energy without the driver having to absorb it, right? Um, that's the science behind what keeps them safe, trying to find ways for other components of the car to take the the energy because that's the deadly part, right? I mean, you hit a wall, but you stay in your seat. If you're the one who absorbs all of that energy, you're getting crushed. Um, that sudden stop and that energy dissipates throughout the car. Um, that was one of the more violent roles that I've ever seen personally. Um, when a car is like just spinning in between each landing on the ground, those are violent jerks. Um, that's a lot of G force. It's a lot of body shifting in ways that it probably naturally doesn't. And I'm sure that Chris Busher is sore as shit today too. Um, that on top of COVID, I'm sure he probably doesn't feel all that well. He got COVID uh, in the air is what happened. He, he got what? He got COVID in the air, man. He caught it. <laughs> Somebody yeah, caught as he was flipping. Yeah, I mean, he was he was spinning fast enough to pull in whatever moisture was around him <laughs> in a 30-mile radius. Uh, but, yeah, that was definitely that one of the more penguin, violent. Man, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, Shit. <laughs> but the, the way the, the car rolled, like, that was the concerning part for me right the impact was whatever uh, we've seen these cars crash harder um but it's the rolls um obviously like that is just a lot of energy rotating quick so anytime a car flips that violently like everybody always holds their breath um but shout out the safety of this car once again you know showing that nascar cares about not only giving us like a good show wild ass rex but also yeah, I was concerned, but 10 years ago, I would have been like, yeah, he's he's dead, right? I mean, just flat out. Um, 30 years ago, it's a guarantee. Um, 1955, like, there's just no car left or any Chris Busher left. So, I mean, it's always important to acknowledge, like, the technology and the safety behind all of the technology. Um, so, yeah, Chris Busher walks away, which is a great thing. And then we uh, we go back racing. Uh, this is this is going to be for me. You had a question for the new NASCAR fans, the old NASCAR heads, which is Cody Dalton and I are going to go crazy over this, and even the new ones too. The battle between Kyle Larson and Chase Briscoe, dude. The whole time that that was happening, I was physically saying, "Please, no caution." I turned yes. around and I looked at Summer, and I was like, "I want to see this battle right here come down to the start finish line." Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I had 2018 Chicago vibes during those final two laps. Yeah, it was fun, right? Like it was just. I, it was I hate. I hate Busher's or no shit. Briscoe spun out. I hate that it happened so bad. Like I wanted him to give us a good finish, but also though I knew that that was going to happen. I absolutely knew that Briscoe because at that point I said Ross Chastain is going to win this race because I knew that Chase Briscoe was going to pull a Bristol and take him and Larson out. And, and Ross Chastain was just going to cruise in. And it's nothing against Chase Briscoe. He's an aggressive guy who wants a win. Um, and, I mean, he's got one so far this season. Why not make it two? The moment that Chase Briscoe slows it down and calculates his moves, that man is going to be a force to be reckoned with and oh, become serious. Yeah. Dude, the way he reeled him in 
just old school. It, and it was like racing. the way he ran him down was so veteran. Yeah. It, it reminded me of just some of these old battles that we used to see. Um, when he got to him, you know, he got to him a few times, his nose would slip out from under him and then he would have to kind of back off. And then there was a point where dad said that was the second time that he got loose. And dad was like, I think his tires are gone. And I said, you know, I thought that the, the first time he did it, I think you can run him back down. Goodyear has a pretty damn good tire. I know I shit on him a couple of weeks ago, but to be able to lose your car, most of the time you lose a car like that and slot up the track, your tire's gone. You might as well go ahead and kiss the race goodbye, especially with Gen 6. <clears throat> this new tire, he was able to recapture himself, regroup, and chase him back down. It makes for some badass racing. You know, it seems that... And we we played with it on the show. That is so damn loud. <laughs> we played with it on the show. Um, the I have something. Hold on. You're probably not going to be able to see it, but yeah, just hold on. No, keep, keep, keep going. Keep going. Oh, I'll okay. show you later. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we talked about it a few weeks ago. Are the tires better or teams just too aggressive? And I think that Goodyear giving teams a more like defined guideline for how they need to run the tires. Oh my God. Did you make that? Nope. That's uh, for sale at ridingbush.com. The fact that they don't pay you makes me sick. Anyway. For those of you. For those of you that can't see, it's uh, Kyle Bush in American Flag Shades, and it says KB on this collar. I already have my 4th of July shirt figured out. <laughs> it's all based on Kyle Bush, and I expect nothing less from you, Dalton. No, um, I mean, I do it for Christmas, I do it for Thanksgiving, I do it for fucking Easter. <laughs> Kyle Bush everything. Um, I, don't take, I don't take a day off, bro. I can tell by your tank top on a Thursday. Um, <laughs> but when it boils down to it, I think that overall teams are being too aggressive. And I think that it, it proved true during the 600. Um, obviously, we never had any like huge uh, green flag runs, which could also come into play. I could be incredibly wrong. Um, I know at one point when we ran 35 laps under green, that, that was the longest portion of the day. Um, so that didn't give the tires too much time to uh, to pop. I know at lap 65 out of the 400, teams were on their fourth set of stickers out of their 12, which is like just an insane stat to think about. Um, uh, Kyle Busch actually had to use scuffs twice to say tires at the end. Yeah, so I mean, I think that the tires didn't get to be pushed to their absolute limit. But I think we definitely saw fewer tire uh, malfunctions than normal. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe if we had more 50-lap runs, we might have seen more, but we didn't. So I'm going to leave it at that. I think now is the time that we got to talk about the really, really, really insane restart. bunch of people come in and grab two tires. bunch of people come in and grab four tires. I said immediately – after seeing when you said Torres took four tires, it just like rushed memories into my head. Uh, I knew that the people on four tires were going to be a force to be reckoned with after Briscoe spun. I knew they were going to be fast, bro. The run that Briscoe, 
<coughs> excuse me, the run that uh, Austin Dillon had. Good God, man. Dude, he – you have to give him credit. He went for it, man. I fucking uh, – man, I saw it, and worst. I was like, all right, he's sitting in a good spot. If I'm not mistaken, he started – what, he restarted sixth? Sixth or seventh? Seventh. I, he still restarted sixth. Yeah, he was sixth. But I was like, fuck, Dylan's going to be one to watch right here. And then all of a sudden, motherfucker just splits. And I remember I had to run outside because I was over at a buddy's house. We were watching the the wrestling pay-per-view too. But I had it on my phone, and I was sitting outside like fucking last 50 because I just didn't want to even pay attention to anything. Imagine watching fucking fake wrestling on a big TV and having to watch that incredible race on your phone. (laughs) Shit, I'm still watching it. I watch more damn race than anything. But ran outside, and I remember just clinching the fucking post on the outside of the fence, and I was jumping, and I was like, let's fucking go! Oh, my God! Dude, it's like 11.30, and then all of a sudden, fucking Kyle Larson, man. So do you actually blame Kyle Larson? I straight up blame Larson on it. I've watched it multiple fucking times, man. I think Larson could have led up, definitely. But I think that Austin Dillon just entirely committed to checkers or wreckers. Yeah, I, I think Dylan was just trying to check real quick to cut some air. I think that's all Dylan was trying to do. I don't really blame Ada about it. I thought that was just hard racing. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, like, point a finger. I definitely think if there's a finger to be pointed, though, uh, I mean, you said it there, Coop. He was just trying to cut some air real quick. He didn't have to do that. I think Austin Dillon crashed himself out there. I think he was, like you said, just going for broke, man. He's looking for something. I mean, he, he's desperate. The guy needs to fucking win. But he genuinely, he doesn't have a reason to be desperate. Like, he really doesn't. Sure, he doesn't have a win yet, but, I mean, it's not like he's ran 25th all season. You've put some thoughts in my head, though. Like, the more I've thought about it, too, like, I don't think that guy's staying much longer. I don't think we're getting Austin Dillon much longer in the sport. I I really don't. I think he stays in the sport. I just don't think he'll be a a driver. Yeah, I don't think he'll be racing anymore. It's just weird, man. Like, I don't know. Last year, it was like, it was kind of the Dillon show, but, like, you can't buy Austin Dillon shit no more. Like it's it's very generic shit. It's it's Reddick's show. That's what it is over at RCR. It, it's Tyler Reddick. You want something him? It's there. Dillon's not really there. It's just more of the three card that they're showing. So I think <clears throat> how it's running. I don't think Dillon's going to finish out. I well, mean, I agree, but I just don't see Richard Childress giving up his grandson. I don't think I it, do because I look at this think... show, man. I mean, Dylan can still run shit with RCR. Like he's still going to be a face. He's still I, pulling draws. But like... I don't think Richard is going to say, "Hey, Austin, you're done." I think Austin's going to make the decision that he's a businessman. And the more you see, it's like Team Dylan management. Like I, I mean, you see a decent amount of shit on him. And like the other day, uh, he's posting about his bull racing team. Like he's got other avenues and shit that he's doing. I just don't see him in that car no more. But. That wreck also took out Logano, took out Custer. Uh, who else did he grab? It's, uh, Chastain got damaged from it. Larson. I Larson. I loved how Cowboys missed that, man. I was so damn happy when that happened. Bro, I mean, and then after it, it that, fucking Harvick comes out of nowhere, too. Like, uh, Harvick uh, kind of restarted uh, up there and was like. Well, Harvick and Kyle Busch. Yeah, they both. Yeah. Right place, right time, perfect speed. Okay. It reminded me so much of Daytona this year when Stenhouse got wrecked by Keselowski and Kyle was able to break fast enough to get around that. Chastain started on the front row after that with a ton of damage. Yeah, yeah. That was so Okay, stupid. so can someone answer a serious question for me? 
Can someone please tell me, like, straight up, like, why Ross Chastain was able to restart second? When he was going through the grass, the guy was clearly ahead of him when the caution came out. I mean, it just depends. Way. It just depends on who was in that wreck that was up in the front. So, I mean, technically, when the caution comes out, when they're collected back, I think Ross with the least damage from that crash, I guess that's where you kind of start him from there. And, 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 and listen, listen, I don't blame Ross Chastain for wanting to stay out and get the best possible finish. I mean, I want Kyle to do the same thing if he was in that situation. But I know we're getting ready to talk about the finish, but I just feel like that kind of screwed Kyle a little bit that they let Ross Chastain keep that spot um, after – like I said, going through the grass and I mean, but if he's willing to, because I mean, NASCAR freezes the run in order. Um, you can't lose a position because of a caution. Uh, yeah. Like that's well known. Well, I just don't think he was, I mean, you have to maintain speed. I just don't think he was doing that in, in, in a way. Well, that the car sense. wasn't bad, man. It wasn't that bad. I mean, I knew, I knew it was going to His splitter was dragging on the ground. So I knew he was going to go I mean, back. He maintained, but... he maintained, pace speed and in that moment it's not like it was under green flag but, yet so as long as he maintained the pace speed that's all he needed to meet well well but again i mean again i don't blame him i mean that's that's a fine decision but it's just i, I don't know but kyle bush just couldn't beat old cousin denny well now i'm glad you brought that Look. up cody because here's the new top 10 it's changed every time here's your top 10 at the very end uh also Honorable mention: Harrison Burton finished eleventh. I don't think enough people talk. Oh about shit, that. no. Um, <laughs> Cody, uh, another honorable mention: Cody Ware with another top twenty. Um, if you hate Cody Ware, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Bowman finished tenth. Kyle Larson, after everything, finished ninth. Uh, Michael McDowell finished eighth. <laughs> Seventh is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Sixth, Tyler Reddick. Fifth, Christopher Bell. Fourth, Chase Briscoe after he spun. Uh, <laughs> third, Kevin Harvick. Second, Kyle Busch. And Ooh. first. Say it again. Say it. Who was third? Kevin Harvick. Man, I got wow. some fucking speed coming off that First, team. it's Denny Hamlin. I found it hilarious that the entire time they were talking about drivers over 40, the, like the veteran drivers that were in the top 10, most of the time it was two. Uh, how old is Kyle Bush? What is he? 30, 37. 37. 37. Yep. Uh, and then at the very end, guess who's there? The three veterans. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say I can't even be mad at the way Kyle lost in the Coke 600 because of everything he went through that whole night. It, it was kind of like Kyle Larson's night, also. I mean, Kyle was dominating like the very early stages, but. Spun out uh, battling Suarez for the lead. Uh, after that, his car just went away. I think he had shock damage from when he, like, spun down on the apron. And then what else happened that? Oh, yeah, he went a lap down twice. Well, he do, went, you blame, went lap down. do you blame Daniel Suarez for that? Or do you think that that was just No, like no. I mean, I think Suarez, when he went up the track, I feel like he might have got loose and cut air off Kyle's front. But I'm not mad at Suarez. I mean, I mean, Kyle – Walked away without any damage, so I mean, it didn't bother me. I it was early in the race, so there was really no reason for me to flip shit. What if it would have ended Kyle's day? <coughs> I I don't know. I, I I feel like that was just a racing incident, and Kyle just lost it. That's all I could say about that. But he went a lap down after that, got his lap back, um, was nowhere to be found because of the damage. And they had to Picker had to fix the shock on a couple pit stops and kept him like sent him to the back a couple times. 
and stage three, he, he, he actually spun out, tried to pit with a flat tire, and they didn't wave a caution. And he went lapped after that. But luckily, it happened right before the stages. He could take the wave around, got his lap back, and he deserved basically to finish 13th to 8th. But for him to miss that big reg, that final big reg, for him to battle for the win, that was just awesome to see. And I can't, I can't be disappointed. I was just glad he was able. I'm just glad he was in position to compete for the win after everything he went through. So does Denny Hamlin have all the crown jewels now? Uh, basically. I mean, Brickyard 400 really don't count anymore. So I guess you could say Southern 500, Coke 600, Daytona 500. Yeah. He doesn't but have a championship. He does not have a championship, but I'll also count the Bristol Dot Race as a crown jewel. Bristol Night Race needs to be a crown jewel. Just fuck the Brickyard. Just whoa, go ahead and make it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're I not... mean, if you're going to make it a road course, I, I'm sorry. However, I am curious to see how this Gen 7 run on the traditional oval at Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. I hope at some point we get to see the Indy Oval back. Um, maybe that's the nostalgia speaking. The last few Indy Ovals that we got were absolute snooze fests. But I think that this car would be really exciting on the actual format of the Indy track. But also, I mean, we get great road racing out of these cars. Like, we've already seen that, right? So I mean, maybe the Indy road course will be incredible. Um, also, while we're talking about the Indy road course, on that topic, this just reminded me, NASCAR Ignition is only $20 right now. Is it really? Yeah. Hmm, what? I think I might pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I'm I think I can justify it, yeah. $20 on that game. Yeah. Um, it'd probably be pretty hey, fun for us to stream that or something. Can I make a hot take? Perhaps. So the 16 car this Sunday. Do you guys see it? Yeah, the Charlotte yeah. car. You saw it a little bit, right? He looked he looked okay. I want to throw out. I don't think Noah Gregson is ready for the Cup Series. I firmly agree. That's why I think he stays for one more year in the expansion. And I think the, the if they car. push him, if they push him, all right, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be a Corey LaJoy. He's going to be a fan favorite, and he's going to be one to watch, but he's not going to perform. And I, I don't think, think that's what you want to do with a guy like Noah. I think I if you're smart, you sit on him for a minute. It's it's shown, man. I don't think Noah's going to chase a ride of any sorts. Um, I mean, I'm he only afraid he that. will, though. You know, I don't think so. He, like, he something runs, will come up. He runs the beard car at Super Speedways. He has a loyalty to them. Um, but I don't. And think that's that cool, and all because like he's he's there. Like he looks good. Right. I just sometimes. I don't think that Noah would take a full time ride with Spire per se. I just um, feel like it's colleague. What? I just feel like it's colleague. That might be the problem for Noah. Okay. No, thank you. Run it back. Say it the way you did the first time. What? I feel like it's colleague. Colleague. Cauliflower. Colleague. <laughs> this is now the equivalent of fucking Justin Alliger. Um, so colleague, baby. I'm not putting Colleague down. No, not at all, dude. Colleague's that's a great fucking team, and it just shows. I mean, it man. is, it is, but I kind of want to give them time in the Cup Series to develop spending, more. Yeah, they they don't have enough revenue, I don't think, to like properly fund both series right now, and I think it's showing with their on track performance. And their spending team is struggling too. He needs to say no to the 16 car. Don't run this 16 car. Stay the fuck out of the Cup Series. Run for beard. Do your thing, but stick in Xfinity. Kind of get your footing on what you want to do, what you're trying to establish here. 
He's going I'd, to the I'd, three I'd, car. I would be willing to sell my firstborn soul for the fact that Noah Gregson's going to drive that three car. If Noah Gregson drives that three car, oh my God. Cody, if Junior goes to the Cup Series, do you see Noah Gregson <laughs> driving for the, him? Absolutely. Noah Gregson, yeah. Dude, Junior's going to fucking buy RCR. I, I totally see Earnhardt Childress racing. It's not, a, it's not a bad possibility if you really think about it. No, uh, it just makes sense. Um, Reddick's going to be out of that eight car, though. No, he's not. I see it. I see it, Cooper. I, I mentioned yeah, that earlier. Okay, okay, where's he going to go? A big team. He's not going to stay in eight car, bro. Who? Joe Gibbs Who? racing might have a problem in the future because let's throw it out, man. Let's get spicy. Yeah. Let's get spicy. Because Truex, ready? Ready? like like can you said, Truex. Finish, can we finish the Coke Six Hundred? Okay. Okay, and sure. And we'll get to that. Dennis Hamlin wins. Woo, dude! His um, picture though. Ooh, ooh, dude! Denny is beaming with like just swag right now oh um my god obviously <laughs> the the first 80 percent of the season was a struggle for him i mean is denny a championship contender no not yet oh yeah i'm i'm there with jacob yeah bad luck but when he doesn't have bad denny has like three top tens and two wins like when he's there at the end of the race he's competing for the win denny is Probably one of the most impressive NASCAR drivers to ever strap into a car. I'll say it. That's not bad. Denny is, he learns quick. This is a brand new car. Uh, he give a lot of insight once again on the, on the, the, uh, the DJD. Um, he uh, talked about that he'd been having a lot of steering issues with the pinions. Denny's definitely a lock for at least round of eight. He could definitely. Yeah, round of eight. Round of eight I for sure. That, yeah, round of eight, yeah. Definitely could sneak his way in. With tracks like Martinsville that we know Denny's usually pretty decent at. Uh, he did pretty terrible there this year. Yeah, but diffuser. Every, everybody there. did terrible at Martinsville if they weren't in the lead. Well, Jacob, you actually have to understand that that diffuser talk probably won't be until 2023. Yeah. Or actually, no. I read that yeah. wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, they were talking about fixed it before they went back to Richmond and Martinsville. Yeah, they would have to, or that race is going to be a snooze fest. Terrible. Oh, again. The uh, Martinsville yeah. fall race does not need to be a snooze fest. No, no, not at all. I love that Denny stole the trophy. <laughs> Denny's a cool playboy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think something. to, yeah, I think Denny has like a different swag about him. And I think you're seeing it with his team performing well too, right? I mean, regardless of the outcome, the last few weeks for 2311, they've had fast ass race cars. Um, there's no debating or arguing that. So, I mean, that's got to give you a certain kind of swagger. I know for me, if I owned a team and they kind of sucked ass for the first little bit of the season and then everything started like going well and they're going fast. And like at one point they were one, two, three um, at the start of the race. Like that, that has to feel pretty damn good, right? Um, fun fact, Bubba was the first African-American man to lead a lap at the Coke 600, which is hmm. pretty fucking sick. Sweet. Um, once again, though, just bad luck. But I mean, for Denny, yeah, he's got to be riding on cloud nine right now. Um, now, as far as that goes, though, I definitely think that Denny is going to be a championship contender. Um, so this is like a crown jewel of the season. This is halfway through the regular season now. Um, 
I think probably next season, personally. I genuinely believe next season. Uh, or whenever his contract is done. Um, everybody else, where are you at on that? I think Denny retires and Joe Gibbs racing. Denny actually he wants... one of those like, one-day things, kind of like football players would do. Like he'll sign back with Joe and then he'll retire at Joe, but nah. Bubba's out of that 23 soon. Denny actually wants – I don't know if you listened to Dale Jr. download for uh, the Denny episode last week, but he said he would like to run for his uh, for himself, but it depends on what FedEx does. Yeah, it, I think if FedEx followed him, he'd go tomorrow. Well, do you um, think FedEx is going to follow him like with their relationships with Joe Gibbs and the Washington I football think, team? I think that FedEx right now – I mean, they're – First off, it would be like if Denny left and went to twenty three eleven, that would be through Joe Gibbs, like good graces anyway. FedEx um, is done with Washington anyway. No, they're I think they are. That, they're trying to junk that stadium and move out. They're tired of that. That stadium's a shithole, man. Oh, are they really? Yeah, dude, no, the fucking sewage safe. issues. Yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, I know, year, but there was a I live game were... like poop was falling on people, man. Like, yeah, yeah I remember that, that but on yeah. <laughs> Jaylen, yeah, I remember that, but I don't remember the movement. Yeah, yeah, they're done. They ain't fucking sticking there. Um, I, I, I didn't know. The, I didn't hear they were moving. They're trying, but I, I think that, I think Denny does race for twenty three eleven. Um, and honestly, I could see him running the eleven car. I could see Joe Gibbs giving that number over to Denny. I think Denny has been so loyal and has had such a great relationship with Joe for so long. I could totally see. Joe getting a new number and just shifting like that that number and the FedEx sponsorship over to Denny is like a thanks, buddy. And Cody, let's go back to Noah Gregson or no, excuse me, Tyler Reddy, real quick. That's why I said he could be a contender for Joe Gibbs because Joe Gibbs might have an issue later on if if Denny wants to go to twenty three XI, if Truex retires, and what I'm hearing about Kyle Busch and this uh, sponsorship issues, it's only sounding like a one year deal. Who knows what's going to happen after that? So, I think, so the the report that came out last week was that a major tech company. So I don't know how much you guys know about this, but Joe Gibbs hired the owner of JTG to use his marketing firm to find a deal for. I Joe saw Gibbs. that. Yeah, I saw so that. He said Tad, the owner of JTG. I can't pronounce his last name, but it's the T in the JTG. Um, he said that he would not do this deal for anybody else other than Joe Gibbs for the relationship that he had with JD. Um, but it says that a major tech company is like the, the expected lock, which to me is pretty obvious that it's going to be Yahoo. I, I could see Amazon actually, because Logitech, <laughs> Logitech would actually be pretty cool. Because uh, Logitech has a lot more money than you think when it comes to this. They are a main player in esports. And the reason why I say Amazon is because, and the reason why I say Amazon is because you can actually sell Rowdy Energies, uh, or you can buy Rowdy Energies from Amazon. So I don't know if there's like a relationship there already. Amazon would be cool too, but I feel like Yahoo is just the obvious answer. Yeah, I I see it. Um, Um, that or Google. Google would be cool too. Um. I think that this could also be a possibility. Um, Kurt hanging up after the fact. And it depends. I mean, we'll see like what Kurt thinks. Obviously, he's won the season. Um, Kurt always sneaks out a win. So clearly he is not washed by any means, right? So no. I think Kurt has Kurt could have a few more years left in him. And I mean, based on like 23-11's trend, 
Kurt might win another couple races this season. I don't think that that's out of the question by any means. I think if Kurt is a true contender at some point this season, and he could very well be, um, I mean, I don't necessarily think that Kurt would hang it up. But I think if Kurt gets eliminated like round of 12 and something like that happens, I could totally see I could totally see Denny hopping in the 45. Kurt to the booth. Please. I wouldn't hate that either. Um, Hurt to the booth. So, yeah, uh, Coke 600 was incredible. If I were to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it a 99. 100. Or no, 600. Fuck it. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, so hey, we all agreed on something. Let's go. First time in a while. Uh, and this right here, this yes, is why would Bubba go to the team that almost ended his entire career? That's fucking career suicide right there. The yeah, best bro, team in the world, 23 bro. is gonna end his fucking career, too, bro. Six bro shit. What, what are you talking about? Get out of 23, bro. Brad, Brad, K, car. Brad K's gonna sit back and he's gonna coach yeah. Bubba, he's gonna rub him. Roush is with Bubba, baby. Yeah. Hey, guess what? We're going to a track that the Cup Series has never been to before. Gateway! Worldwide Technology Raceway. Cody, I know about this track. I'm very good at this track. Yeah. Yeah. Gateway. bro. Yeah. Beat off the damn wall. All you got to do at Gateway is just go into turn one at full speed and don't turn, and the wall will turn you <laughs> itself. Uh, Cody and I kept favorite. running it back, man. We fucking just we kept hauling ass through, and I was like, watch this shit. Boom, right off that wall. And he's like, I just don't fucking get it, man. He loses no speed bouncing off that wall. You're like nope. 140 off that wall. Yep. We also have Portland. Portland as well, which is – we're going to – a track that the Cubs never ran at, and then we're just going to a track that nobody's ever ran at. Mm-hmm. So um, it should be an exciting weekend. Um, so I guess let's start with the fact that Gateway is one of the greatest racetracks on NASCAR's schedule, and I'm glad it's finally getting some cup love. Always loved Gateway as a kid. Always looked forward to Gateway and the iconic fucking backstretch wall, right, that is just a recipe for disaster, which is supposed to be fixed. I don't know if they have it fixed this go-around, um, or if it'll happen in later years, but there's $40 million they're investing into the track through 2025 and fixing that backstretch wall is one of them. So, boys, truck series first. And the truck series is, in fact, at Gateway, a.k.a. Worldwide Technology Raceway. I got my pick right off the bat. Who? This dude won the Snowball Derby. This is his type of track. Tom Majeski to victory lane, finally. <laughs> You're I'm laughing. sticking with John Hardeva check. I'm trying to see who's running. I'm trying to see if there's a decent Johnny Sauter's in the truck. Uh so. I'm gonna go with Corey Heim. Good pick. Okay, it. yeah. Let me get weird. Colby Howard. Oh shit. Let me get Colby Howard. He's 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 doing a little something this year. I'll go with Enfinger. Finger. Xfinity on the road. Dude, the track layout for Portland's actually pretty interesting. You're so never gonna I actually have respect a road course. So I actually Who have family in Oregon. This 18 car. 
I actually have family in Oregon, and if this ever goes to Cup, I actually want to try it out. Who so. is running this 18, Dalton? It's someone I never even heard of before. Connor Mosack? Who the fuck is that? Yeah, exactly. I bet he, I bet he is a road course ringer. Like Emerling in the 35. Yeah, so this one's gonna be this one's gonna be interesting regardless. Um new new track, new road course. Um it's harder to adjust to a new road course than it is a new oval, just because like ovals are pretty straightforward. Um, there's only a couple different ways you can drive them. Road courses are just different. Like you can totally forget that there's like this huge turn seven coming up. Um road courses you know turn one two three and four um but with that being said i feel like it's it's obviously going to come down to two guys specifically but i'm going to give the nod to ty gibbs he's going to finally beat off that rust i want to piggyback i'm going with dinger I'm going with a college card, but it's not Dinger. I think Landon Castle is going to find himself in victory lane. Let's go, Landon. I'm going with the college car, and it's not Dinger. Oh, my God. Daniel Hemrick. <laughs> what? Never thought I'd see the day. I think, Daniel is this Hemrick. the first time you've ever picked him? Nope. Nick Kizzle's coming right now. I picked him last year on something. I don't know what it was. Daniel Hemrick. Going to look sharp. I'm not surprised. Give it to me. Top 10 Wiley Herps as well. Okay. Interesting. Um, I feel like at the end of the race, it's either going to be clearly Ty Gibbs or A.J. Allmendinger or whoever's in third when one of them wrecked the other one out. Uh, just whichever Blaine comes Perkins, first. Probably something yeah. random. <laughs> uh, Stephon Parsons is going to cruise yeah. victory. <laughs> Um, now for the cup. No um, can anybody guess who Joe picked for the cup? Is it Carl Brad? Edwards? <laughs> oh wow! Joe is like me with Sheldon Creed last year. Yeah, just a broken ass record every single week. <laughs> but the week he doesn't pick, Brad has a week he's going to win. Not can I pick, pick for? Maybe. Can I pick first? Uh, since you asked, no. Oh, fuck you. Go ahead. All right. Uh, for my underdog, I want to go with... Uh... What the fuck is your name? <laughs> nice. Do I nice. not look like it? With the shadow of the shit? Nice. <laughs> the anyway. phone will ring and no one There'll will be there. No, wait, for wait. <laughs> no, wait. Calm down. Calm down. First, the lights. Then the phone. And then the walls will ooze green slime. Oh, wait, they always do that. What was that third thing? So you anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, Parson, get this shit on the road. Yeah, bro. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, if I get a SpongeBob move, I'm going to go all night. But anyway, um, for my underdog, this, this is so tough. This is going to be always living like Larry. Living like Larry. Uh, Fuck it, I'm just going to do St. Smith for a top 15 finish. I like it. Fuck. Uh, I hope St. Smith win. 
Go with your pick. Funny guy. Uh, for my main pick. Goddamn Rouse current finishing top 10. Get the fuck out of here. For my, now, for my main pick, I want to go with another Rouse car and uh, Carl Edwards. <laughs> Let's go. No, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, this St. Louis is a special place for uh, this company. And this is a big backyard race for him. Bush Beer and Kevin Harvick. Mm-hmm. 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 And that Bush like polite paint scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that is, but you think Bush is throwing a l- little bit more money? Well, yeah. This weekend, I think so. I'll uh, I'll go next. Um... <laughs> No. Yes. All right. So this is the type of track that you got to be able to roll through the corners and have the speed to get up and go. Uh, for my underdog, I'm going to say as nitty gritty as this track is, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is my underdog 47 car. My main pick is a little bit off the wall, and I can't believe I'm going to say his name. He won at New Hampshire last year. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Almora. Full circle. Full circle. This man oh, the truth board. The truth board. Three weeks ago. Right, he ain't shit. He's got the best <laughs> shot at this type of track. I mean, I, I'll give credit where credit's due. Eric. I hope you win, Jacob, this week. I hope you win. Because I don't have him. Who you got? Uh, so my underdog, I'm gonna go with Christopher Bell. Running good all season. I mean, could he win this season? He could, but not 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 this week. Now my my pick for this week, kind of maybe also off the rails. He's been doing really good this season. Hasn't got his win in contention in the points. If if we do get to that, my whip my pick. In that beautiful number 43 car is Eric Jones. Because, like, I mean, we haven't seen this, like, track at the Cup Series, so we don't know who can run well here for the most part. So, you know, <laughs> let's go do it. Eric Jones. I agree, Joe. You got a point. You <laughs> sold me. It's the only way Brad wins. <laughs> I want to go with a real underdog. Top 15, that number seven car is going to get a top 15 this week. I think Corey Wajoy is going to be my underdog. For the main, I don't want to see it, but I got a feeling I think Willie B is going to be the winner. Oh, old Bill Byron. Go um, old oh, Billy, Billy B. <laughs> Billy uh, W. Oh, Willie B. So I think. As an underdog, and it's sad that we've gotten to this point, but I can consider him an underdog. Historically, he's one of the best drivers at this track of all time. Um, that four car, I think, is a solid underdog take, and I'm sad that I've had to put him down to that that level. Um, oh, yeller. <laughs> now, for the, the win, my main pick is another guy who's had success at this track before. Um, I disagree. Here's a name that not many people are talking about, 
But dude is putting together one hell of a season so quietly and nonchalant. <laughs> it's time for that 19 car to find its way into victory lane. Martin oh, Truex Jr. has history at this track. He's won there before. I think he's going to win there again. He's fifth place in points, and nobody's talking about it. <laughs> You're a fucking gangster, bro. That's it. That's the picks. So um, let's buckle up and get ready. We race. Uh, we race tomorrow. We race Saturday, and we race Sunday. Uh, you are wrong, Cody. Is it doubleheader Saturday? Yep. Uh, trucks is at one thirty Eastern, and then Portland is four thirty. Oh, we practice tomorrow though. Okay. Well, I'm not the one setting oh, my car having to charge and, my phone, so I win at life. And and practice is uh, 50 minutes long for this weekend. Yes, yeah, so that'll be exciting. I will say I listened in to Bubba Wallace's um uh space today that he had with NASCAR, and um dude just seems like a little bummed out. He said that he was excited for uh the 50 minute practice, and like he kind of drugged NASCAR. He's like, that's like eternity compared to what we get now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Gateway's a fun track. It's a flat track. Guys who do well on flat tracks need to be watched. Um, Sheldon Creed, uh, no, it's Xfinity. Never mind, ignore me. Um, Tyler Reddick could do well. Um, Alex Bowman, Denny Hamlin. Um, I mean, there's Mark a lot Drake of guys. Senior. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who excel at these flatter tracks. So definitely someone to watch. Um, Brad Kozlowski, actually, like as much as it pains me, Brad could very well be a contender because he has a very rich and great history at this track. Despite getting fucked by Carl Everett's one race. But then he came back and won the last ever Xfinity race of the track. Brad was the last man to win in a NASCAR at Gateway, so he might keep uh, that going. His father's going to come back for the dead. And, and beat up Carl. Yep. All right, fellas. I think that's it. I think it's time to wrap it up and uh, say farewell. Uh, see you guys at Gateway. Oh, yeah. You're going. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. yeah fuck you. It was a last minute thing. You text no one. Way to go. So this is the part where Dalton gets shunned by all of us. Enjoy your race, pal. Glad you're getting to go. Um, don't uh, don't ask me to uh, invite you to Bristol. You already bought the ticket, bitch. Huh, surprise, I haven't. Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy one less now. All right, we've been the LTC from East Tennessee. Uh, we finally covered the Coke 600. We gave you some uh, midweek news, and we gave you a pre-race forecast for Gateway slash Portland. So um, let's wave the checkered flag here for another episode of LTC. It's me, the one and only Cody, the host with the most, at Natterday Delight on Twitter. I hope you like my sunglasses. Thank you. JKL at JKL LTC on Twitter. I think there's an underscore there. There is an underscore. Just top it in and see what happens. I'm the half-slinged slasher at Dalton Good 18. I go last. Okay, cool. It's Coop Daddy. Not <laughs> damn.
And it's the leader of the hashtag Parv Gang, bringing you prosperity at Parv Gang on Twitter. <clears throat>